Welcome back, Dungeoneers. It's Sunday afternoon, and that can only mean one thing. It's time to play Dungeons & Dragons. You're watching Dyson Dungeons, and I'm here at the table with... I'm David Wong. I play Nines the Tabaxi Guy. Bard. <laughs> I'm Nicole Bates, and I play Soria the Druid Changeling Person. And I'm Greg. I play Ulset Ralph, the Frobog Fighter. And who are you? Just some girl, you know? No. Mm -mm. I'm Alexis Spitz. Oh! I'm your trusty dungeon mistress. That's who I am. Uh, we have our usual announcement for our continuing sponsor, Geekified. Geekified's been with us for well more than a year now. And they are a tabletop gaming store out of Vinton, Iowa that takes online and in-store orders for all of your tabletop role-playing game needs. I'm not sure exactly when this episode will air, but... Probably on a Sunday. It's going to be, um, I think sometime in July, which brings us just a month away from Spelljammer being yeah. released. Because Spelljammer comes out mid-August? Something like that. Yeah. Mid or the end of yeah. August, I believe. So if you're looking to pick up your copy of Spelljammer, remember, support your local gaming store, or in this case, Vinton, Iowa's local gaming store, and head to geekifiediowa.com and pick up your copy of Spelljammer on their website and have it shipped straight to your door. And if you're not shopping for yourself, remember, you can always give the gift of gaming. That's the dorkiest line I think I've ever said. Yeah, I took a second to process that one. That, I said it, and then it hit, and I was like, they're either going to love that or they're going to hate that. I'm not sure which. I'll love it. Good. It's good so that thank you, Geekify, for continuing to support us and for continuing to be just an awesome place. Thank you very much. Thank you, Geekify. We have our other usual announcement, which uh, is Greg this week. Greg, go ahead with the other usual announcement. What, Patreon? Patreon.com/slash/dice-and-dungeons no, is a great way to support us. That's what, what you, you were going to say, right? <laughs> what can you find on there? That sounds fascinating. There's all sorts of tiers with different reward tiers, and you can see our pre-show improv sessions. Really, if you want to support us, so we can continue to give everyone the gift of gaming. You'd have to go there, is what I think Old Seth was going to say just now. That's what I and just said. And that's why I always choose Greg to read these announcements, because when I do, things go much more smoothly. He's so thank succinct. You, Greg, Greg you, that was amazing. Um, yeah. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. How <laughs> I said you're welcome for that. <laughs> um, and with that, Dungeoneers, let's roll.
Last time on Dice and Dungeons. Midnight Brunch. Well, they've been busy planning a heist. In the last week's session, they actually made some very serious progress and came up with some approaches that... And normally here, I'm much more narrative, but I gotta give you guys credit. You... Uh, caught me pretty off guard with your approaches. They were truly brilliant. I hadn't even considered what you guys were gonna do. Uh, so we had kind of a short session, and I'm, I am genuinely, as the DM, really proud that you guys took like such a very totally different path than I anticipated. For the first time in the last time. Uh, and we're throwing so, that out because I'm going to steal the voice's pie, and tell him <laughs> he needs to give us what we want if he wants that pie back. That'll, so, that'll do it, yeah. I spent the last week preparing responses to your guys' ideas. Mm -hmm. And now you're just going to steal a pie. Now we're just going to steal a pie. Which doesn't even exist. After a session of setting up uh, your next turns of deception for your heist, we pick up in a rented room at the Silver Carpin. Intentionally smaller than you would need to have a comfortable night's rest, having rented a halfling-sized room so that large threats, such as... Olseth. Ogre bodyguards. Ogre bodyguards for famous people named the voice Who would sucks. not be able to enter the room. Uh... We rejoin our party, Midnight Brunch, the next morning. So we have our spell slots back. You do. You have oh, a one round. I could have wasted long. so many spells. Just. Okay. <clears throat> well, that was that was a most uncomfortable night in this cramped quarters. This was great, though. What are you talking about? Yeah, you just had to turn into a goblin or something. Or well, just be made of liquid. <laughs> <laughs> or have slept in a different room. No. No. We rented this one. Okay, so now what? Well, we have until... Is there a buffet? I don't know. Did we see a buffet before when we came in? We got room service last time. Is, is there leftover room service? Um, I, I suppose that's up to you guys. We did order a lot of room service. Yeah. Okay. Well, and we, clogged the room bathroom. We nibble on the room service leftovers. Yep. While we re recapitulate so, the plan that we had produced our, before we're, yes, we had our fitful sleep. We yes. have the perfect plan. Mm -hmm. I would like to just congratulate ourselves on that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I use minor illusion to give myself a round what? of applause. Coromont is sort of... <clears throat> to recap our perfect plan. We have never had a plan with more than two steps ever before. I usually trip over first step. I currently have seven to eight steps in this heist planned out. Oh. Nothing well, will go wrong. This will be great. Yes, please yeah. recap for us and for everyone else. So, <laughs> Who are you talking about, Tulsa? Koramoth. Koramoth. He was there. Is seven, seven. Is Tens has been here whole time. Hillwin isn't here. Then they are still not here. So it's Sevens and Koramoth. <laughs> please recap the plan. So. Short term, our plan is at 1.45. The voice will hopefully arrive here because we sent him a letter. 
he will be here interested in purchasing a magical instrument. I'm thinking the Ninesophone. That is indeed magical. Yes, it does do things, and I invented it. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I'm carrying it. Yes, but it's mine. It's like NFT. <laughs> Uh, well, it's on your blockchain, but it's mine. What? What are you talking about? It's talking about the future. So is that the first step? Is so, that we wait for that for the voice? The voice will get here. I will pose as Ortax. You two should probably not be visible because he will recognize the both of you. Mm. I will mm. offer him the nines of phone, which I'll not call the nines of phone because that might give it away. Probably mm -hmm. a good call. Um, oh, I really want to see that dialogue option if you do call it the nines of phone. <laughs> the branching dialogue tree would get really interesting. Um, I will offer him the not nines of phone in exchange for glad handing a fan for, I don't know, half an hour, an hour, right? Mm -hmm. Is at, that the Charna fan? At two, Charna will show up here. And I will see myself out so that he can sign autographs and all that. And then we'll run. Because we'll have fulfilled our end of the bargain with Charna. And hopefully at the Thieves Guild or the warehouse or somewhere, she will get us the key that she promised us. Hopefully, although there is a second part of the price that she is charging. Yeah, but that won't be able to happen until we're in... The manor. Yes. Making Glen V fart. So, that's the short term plan. While I am doing that, what we need to do is have the two of you maybe play on the fact that we saved those ogre guards' lives. Mm, we did that a um, long time ago on the on, island. On the Krebstadt beach. Um, Maybe try and convince them to maybe turn the blind eye to us when we're doing our heist. Because there's a non-zero chance that one or more of them will be hanging out in the guest room. What if they do not have a blind eye? We will take the eye. It will become blind. What? No, just ignore us when we're there. That's what it means. Oh, you did not mean that we needed to blind an eye. No, just... Or that they would have a blind eye. No, I mean... Okay. I hope you have a map of the hotel that we're going to fight in, apparently. I... I sure. Uh, I'm... I wasn't expecting you guys to fight here, so I'm just going to start sketching something up. So... Why would we have a fight? As long as we do not blind them. All you have to do fight. is charm some ogres. We already... Oh, you should be very good at that. Yes, I have great charm! We, I think. we already have a good relationship with them. We They tried to kill us and we saved their life. That's a really good foundation for a friendship. Mm -hmm. And they're getting paid to kill us, too, probably. So that's also a good foundation for a friendship. Um, what? <laughs> Tell me about your friends before you met us. <laughs> I didn't know anyone outside of my village. Huh. Pretty much. Okay, so Nines will charm the ogres. I will remind them that we saved their lives and we did not dismember them. Yeah, and, and, and that the voice shot mortars at them with Larry. Larry, I think it was Larry shot the mortars at them, mm -hmm. technically. 
On behalf of the voice. On, the, on behalf of the voice and how he doesn't really care about him and how workers should unite and all that, you know? Yes. So. Yeah. Yes, yes. And that's going to be your job while I'm convincing the voice to do this thing. To this autograph, this autograph session with Charna. Mm-hmm. After that, we'll run away. We have a place to run to. We'll run back to the warehouse and see if Hill wins back. Okay. Hillen was out to do some things. For yeah, us. they were doing their own investigation. Okay. So we can maybe catch up with Hillen if Hillen's not back. Then maybe we should check out this third performing group, the local pop group. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking we might be able to sneak in early if we can get in with them as like part of the setup, as like mm-hmm. groupies or roadies or whatever. That's a possibility. What what will Cormont be doing during this first <laughs> this first part? Cormont? I plan on staying out of the way. That's what you're best at. I don't want to draw any attention. And we're going to need to disguise Cormont. We're going to need to disguise Cormont when we break in because he's like super recognized by like Glenvy and all those people. Ah, yes. Nines, you could give Cormont a hat. You have a disguise kit, right? Yeah, I have a disguise kit. Yeah. So just throw paint on him. He'll be fine. We'll think of, like, like, blue war paint on his face. We can shave his mustache. Things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll save your mustache. Blue war paint put on a kilt. You want yeah. to shave my mustache. Yes, might give help. me your mustache. Slapped <laughs> your hand with his cane. Leave my mustache alone. We will just it's my dye his mustache. Characteristic. Exactly. Why? That's why he'll be unrecognizable colors. if you shave it. We'll do a stream about it. I don't like your logic, or I can't deny it either. I shall shave my mustache for the job. Nice. Nice. Well, good persuading. You have to roll for it. I know. When is when is the performance? Cormonth. Believe that it's the day after tomorrow. What time? In the evening, I'm guessing it should start around seven o'clock. The voice probably won't go on until much later, though. We have those local performers. I don't know who they are. Then Sarah McGoblin, then the voice. I'm assuming the voice will allow the party to boil for a while. To boiling party. Before making his appearance. He likes to make a fashionably late entrance. I don't think he's ever started a concert on time once. Maybe I should have told him to come at 1.30. Maybe. <laughs> we had, so in real life, we had some friends once where we actually did that. We always had to tell them to show up a half hour before we wanted them to actually show up. And then they showed up when we wanted them to. Did it work every time? It worked every time. <laughs> it was amazing. All right. You think maybe late. they figured out what your plan was? No. <laughs> should, we, should we figure out 
what are we going to do in the meantime until 1.30? Yeah, let's get brunch. Okay, yeah, let's get some brunch. Yeah, so that's the first plan. Are we going to recap the rest of the plan after we successfully pull off this first part of the plan? Well, the rest of the plan hinges on this working. So if it doesn't work, then that whole plan's out the window. Oh, well then I hope it works because otherwise the DM would have wasted a huge amount of time preparing for that part of the what plan. Are you, what, are you, what are you talking about, Elsa? <laughs> you say weird things sometimes. I know. Sometimes I so, do not even know what I am saying. Let's get some brunch. Yep. All right. Koromath. Is there any non-disgusting fusion, non-fusion restaurants around? There's a decent breakfast place. Take us there. <laughs> Treat us to breakfast and brunch. I think that's probably fair, given how much money I stole from you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right from under all Seth's notes. It was also fault we lost the money. Yeah. Corn month takes oh, you. not my fault. <laughs> a couple of blocks down and a few streets over. And you enter a greasy spoon sort of diner in the back of a building. Entered through an alleyway. Have a seat wherever you'd like. Are there chairs? Yeah, there's chairs and tables. And okay. All right, you take the kitchen. It's a spoon I'll sit place. in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm going to sit at a, a chair next to one of the tables. I just sit next to Olseth. I'll sit on the other side of Olseth. Coromante, you're going to sit too? Is this the type of place that has like the menus just like at the table already? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's not so much menus. Is more there. There's a card that says what they make and how much it costs. And there's about six items. So less of a menu and more of just a chart. Well, if there's only six, tell us what's on it. They have an eggs dish. They have it's, it's just, it, it just, just says, says eggs, eggs dish. Yeah, <laughs> nice. it just says eggs dish. Uh-huh. They have- At least you know you get more than one. They have grits. Mm-hmm. We got bran. They have omelet. And that's not an egg dish. No. Mm-mm. And then they have um, meat medley. Meat medley? Yes. Is there any, like, in parentheses with smaller print underneath it that explains what that is? There's not. No. <laughs> uh, server, waiter. And it's uh, three copper for everything, except the meat medley, which is copper. So you get all of those things for three copper? No, each one is three copper. I see. I want, uh, hey, can we order? Someone calls out from the kitchen. What do you want? Eggs dish and meat medley for me. Okay. I will have eggs dish, bran, and grits. Okay. I'll have whole menu to split it in big bowl. Sure. Do you have beverages? Coffee? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Does it come in a cup? I mean, I can get you some, sure. Oh, good. What's the I default? I will have coffee in a cup. A lot of people tend to bring their own. Coffee? Oh, that's not good for this place. Cup. Oh. 
What Don't do you, you want, hun? The usual. Alright! Did I call you hun here? Yes. Should we call you hun? No. Why did I call sure? you hun? I'm honey? regular here. Honey cakes? No. Hunster! Nines, I think you should call him Honey Cakes. Honey Bear. I like Honey Bear! He's the only one allowed to call me any of those things. Honey Suckle? No. 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 And no. Honey Bee? Stop talking. (laughs) The Hunster! You should never have started talking. I never stopped talking! I'm aware. (laughs) Whatever, Hunsty! Is the coffee any good? It's surprisingly good. Ali, oh. I'm gonna have the eggs dish and I'm gonna just set sevens on the table with the meat medley. Mm. Okay, right. What is the meat medley? The meat medley is uh, ham, Canadian bacon, bacon, sausage. Don't you mean Cormarian bacon? No. (laughs) (laughs) Wanted to see if anyone would catch that. (laughs) It's an exotic import. (laughs) It's not that exotic. (laughs) Uh, Some chicken cutlets that had been fried up. And then a type of meat you're not familiar with. It seems... Um, like it's some sort of shrimp, maybe? Why are you looking at me? I don't look at my food, so... Seven, here you go, this plate's for you. (laughs) Seven's ten starts munching down on it. So it's Coromont's usual. Coromonth gets a cup of tea. Dry, dry toast. <laughs> um, and two slices of bread mm. that have been buttered with peanut butter and jelly. None of those things are on the menu list thing. I'm aware. Mm. I may go over and talk to the cook. Okay. Excuse me, I have three questions. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your tragic backstory? Work here. That's very tragic. What do you think happened to Fervent? I think he died. That's also very tragic. How long have you known Coromonth? Hmm. A few months. Does anyone have any other questions? Yes. What's, what's this shrimpy thing? Oh. It's a mountain crayfish. What is it doing in the mountain? What? Why is it at the mountain? It's where it lives. Why does it live in the mountain? It's from one of the mountain streams. lakes up here. Streams and lakes. They're illegal. Not supposed to fish them. They're exclusive to the Gradfell family, but fuck them. Oh, well. I like them. Yeah. Eggs. So, you were the cook. Uh-huh. Why is it that Coromont was able to get tea and you did not list it as a beverage when I asked? Because he's special. Hmm. Why is he special? Because he's nice to me. Oh, and we are not? I don't know you. So how long do you need to know us before you will offer us tea? I'll tell you. 
Can I have tea now? <laughs> no. Uh, can I have tea now? And I do a persuasion check. I mean, go ahead, sure. The table in silence as we wait <laughs> for the I, I got happy cat face, so 26. <laughs> you know, you, you, waste you wasted your 20. On tea. Uh, no. We're going up against. I use my 20 to get tea. <laughs> We're going into a direct interaction with the voice, and you use your 20 to get tea. To get tea. Yeah, I apparently it's good tea. Yeah. Sure. You can have tea. What kind of tea do you want? Blue. All right. <laughs> oh, no, that shouldn't have worked. <laughs> <laughs> she hands you a cup of tea that's clearly blue. It, it's it's very blue. Like that uh, super artificial blue? No, no. It, it's like this um, pearlescent sort of blue. Mm. It's very rich. It looks like um, if you mixed metal flake with robin's egg. What does it taste like? Metal flake with robin's <laughs> egg. <laughs> <laughs> it has sort of a, it's kind of this mint and lavender flavor on the front palate. And then as it shifts to the back palate, it becomes um, much more floral and get some citric notes in there as the entire flavor changes. So it's good tea. It's actually very good tea. Some of the best tea you've had. So you are nine. How is the tea? <laughs> it's great tea. Mm. She only gives it to her friends though, so you can't have any. Mm. Can I smell it? No. <laughs> Ooh, I smelled nice. <laughs> I finished my tea. I should have known that we would have spent like almost ten minutes on breakfast. Brunch. Some people spend all morning on breakfast. I mean, I guess it's it's kind of brunch at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. we have to fill the time until at least like one thirty. Yeah. So when it's about one, we'll head back to the silver car. Okay. <clears throat> Your food is all delivered to you. Yeah. Um, it's, as Coromanth promised, a very good meal. Mm. Coromanth enjoys actually two sandwiches over his time here. And uh, several cups of that very nice tea. As 1.30 nears, you leave and head back to the silver car. Is there anything you want to do on the way? Well, we can't get pretzels, <laughs> so that's straight out. Croissants? <laughs> <laughs> he asked hopefully. <laughs> that was the most, like... Well, I guess who knows? Sad earnest <laughs> question I've ever heard from a player ever. Croissants? Souvenir yes. shop. For for that intonation, you can have croissants. Oh, good. There's a. So breakfast was what? There's a late copper? morning croissant shop. We didn't have to pay for it. Oh, that's right. Cormont paid for it. Thank yeah. you, Cormont. That was a lovely br brunch. 
You know, he stole several thousand gold from us, right? Yeah. So that breakfast totaled something in the vicinity of nine, twenty-one, twenty. A hundred gold. And left her five gold. Yeah. Oh yeah, because the total bill probably came to something like thirty-seven copper. Slightly less than that, actually. And I did change Seven's diaper on the table. <laughs> Do they not have the the drop-down thing in the restroom? What? The changing station in the restroom? What are you talking about? I like that Seven's ten is in a diaper. Well, of course. I don't want them, them pooping on me. While I carry them around. <laughs> I mean... The child is going to poop on you <laughs> one way or the other. I mean, fair. I'm just, I'm wondering how the logistics of a diaper work on a, a baby boulette. Very well. We'll, we'll draw it later. <laughs> yeah. By we, I mean you. I can't draw. <laughs> so, Fine, I'll draw an eyes of a diaper so real quick. Are these, are these like full-size croissants? Are these little mini croissants? What's Are they the just name all of the butter croissant croissants? Shop? Are they chocolate croissants, almond croissants? You have your whole selection of croissants: little croissants, big croissants, regular-sized croissants, almond croissants, pan au chocolat. That you have uh, just about anything you can choose from. Oh well. Um, I will. And the name of the shop, since you asked, is uh, Croissanterie. Okay, I will buy. You went. Six six regular croissants, large the largest size, the fresh ones near the back. Okay. Um, two chocolate and an almond. And Do a they, swamp moss. And what what would you like, Zoria? Sure. The, yeah, there's a there's a swamp moss one. Swamp moss croissant. How many? I don't know one. Uh, two swamp moss. Would you like croissants, next? Oh no, I'm drawing diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I buy, I buy nines. Is there something that's? <laughs> Are you just drawing it on the counter? <laughs> you know, there's so many D and D shows out there that have like a gimmick. I ours is apparently going shopping for baked goods and nines drawing badly. That's our gimmick. Uh, tune in Sundays at oh, 2 p.m. Eastern. Oh. Did you have to look up a reference yes, picture for a diaper? Okay, anyway. Um, You're not gonna believe this. I don't stare at many diapers. <laughs> believe it or not. Your Google search history is gonna give you so many weird ads for loves for a while. Nines misses his chance to get croissants. How much do I owe you? Oh, Coromont's buying remember. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Coromont. You're welcome. You may buy something for yourself if you wish. It's permitted. <laughs> Thank you. I'll remember that. Is there anything else that you would like to go shopping for on your way back? I need more diapers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bad news, there's a shortage. Okay, sure. You go and find um, a baby supply store. I need diapers that fit this thing. Mm. Got a tail. It's like a dragon beetle. Um, yeah, I think our uh, dragon lux line should work. Thanks. 
Coromont's bang. Bang. Uh, I suppose. Fine. And Coromont pays your tab once again. We should keep Coromont <laughs> with us. This is quite convenient. All right. Is there now anything else back. that you would like to make Coromont buy? Oh, I'm sure there is, but we should probably move the narrative well, unless along. Unless we see a magic shop with really expensive things, then I think we'll just head back. Is there a magic shop with really expensive yes. things? Yes. Oh, God. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought all the wizards would have worked for the dragon families around here. Who says they don't? Oh, I suppose that's true. That is not right at all. Do you want to like buy right. us anything in here, Coromon? Not especially. Oh, good. Let us oh, go wait. in. Oh, wait. We should have them identify that ring. Mm, that is true. One of you, I forget which one of you has that abjuration. I talk it looks nice. You have the abjuration ring. We should have that identified quick. Let's go in and make Cormont pay for identification. What's the name of this magic shop? Um It is Doddles and doodads. That's pretty sad. Do they have like the Ulfstein Grapfell like mark on their sign or anything? <laughs> yes, yes they do. <clears throat> Hello, you who are behind the counter. Are you Doddles or doodads? I'm neither. Oh, well, you who are neither. <laughs> <laughs> Do you happen to have a box of smells for sale? Um, That's what you're interested in right now, Ulsa? Yes, we do. Mm. I'm not sure that you can afford it. Oh, we are not paying for it. This other fine fellow will be buying it. Uh-huh. I'm not sure that you all can afford this shop. Oh. Well, you can might... you tell me what this ring is? I'll have our examiner look. Takes the ring from you. Goes into the back room. So, Karma. A few moments pass. Yeah, but a few moments pass means I have some time to look at all their uh, crap. Yeah, is there anything cool? Like a talking moose head? No, there's not a talking moose Is there a flying squirrel? There's not a flying squirrel. Is there a discount bin? There's definitely not a discount bin. Hmm. There are uh, multiple boxes of smells. Are there prices listed on them? No. Uh -oh. oh no, I can't definitely <laughs> can't afford this place. <laughs> the most prominent items on display seem to be jewelry that creates various colors and like moving tattoos on people so they have these sort a, of illustrated signs with some of these things this is like a fashion magic shop yes that's what it appears to be hmm. well this is most disappointing i am not interested in this i was hoping for a talking moose head or a flying the, squirrel woman you were talking to comes back out. Our examiner says that this ring has 
very meager magical properties. That it's simply to repel stains from your clothing and nothing more. We would be happy to take it off of your hands for uh, 25 gold. Insight check. <laughs> okay. I checked that ring out and it said it had good abjuration magic. Yes. That wasn't a great roll. Um, 13. You, given the fact that you said insight check, <laughs> uh, you remain suspicious of this individual. Mm-hmm. Well, I do not think we should sell the ring. Um, oh, it's a nice ring. Yeah. I have 25 gold. I don't need your 25 gold. Give me my ring back. It, I guess if that's what you want, sure. Here. She gives you the ring back. Can I investigate the ring. Yes. Is it the same ring I gave her? Uh, make an investigation check. Guidance. 14. No, it isn't. You swapped rings. I did no such thing. Insight check. Oh, wait. Charm I mean, person. It's a, it's a new, <laughs> uh, you can make an insight check. It is a new statement. 18. You're, okay, you know that the ring isn't true, so you're pretty sure that she's full of shit right now. I believe you're full of shit right now. <laughs> Give me my ring. I just did. No, you That's gave me fake ring. loser ring. This is like a ring Olsef would wear. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, you who are neither, you must return to us the absolutely correct ring and not this fake ring that you are trying to substitute. I just gave you your ring back. No, you did not. Sorry if your ring sucks. I pull out my sword. <laughs> Can you get a suggestion before we go to violence? I did not hit her with my sword. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Why didn't. Co- this is really Koromon's fault because he's the one that suggested this place. Yes. Koromon, <laughs> it is all your fault. Fix this problem before it descends into violence. It's Koromon's fault for suggesting a place that he definitely didn't suggest that you guys asked for and saw along your way back and stopped in and then told him to buy things. I'm going to cast Charm Person. Okay. It's a uh, Wisdom 15 save. Charmed. Now, tell me truthfully, did you switch the rings? I mean, yeah. What did the, what was the action, what was the ring? I don't know, but it's super powerful and cool. Well, could you go get us the ring back now? Oh, my boss ran out the back door with it. What's your boss look like? (laughs) Oh, my boss? This, like, dorky, sweaty dwarf. He's one of the Grotfells. Okay, quickly, can I borrow one of those boxes of smells? Yeah. (laughs) And then we run out. We go through the back. Yes, in the direction of the 
slimy little dwarf. Yeah. We now are in pursuit of the slimy little dwarf who has stolen our very powerful cool ring. Okay. Chase time. Chase, chase, chase. <laughs> the dwarf uh, is about 30 feet down the alley from you. Mm-hmm. And just as described, is very sweaty and greasy and just kind of slimy. Yeah. Yeah. Is he leaving a trail on the ground from his slimy sweatiness? There, there's enough sweat. You could walk at a moderate pace and catch him. Well, I turn into an elk and charge at <laughs> 50 feet around, or 100 feet around it with okay. a dash action. Sure. You catch him very quickly, knock him prone. Uh, he's down, sort of. He sort of like rolls a bit as you knock him over. I didn't oh. really want to knock him. I just wanted to like get in front of him. No, no, you no, knocked him knock over. Him I go hold him down, gently any, pinning him. Any action around him sort well, of throws. Make him this fall. isn't an athletic individual. Hmm. This is the first time he's run and probably really moved at a at a pace slower than someone carrying him in some way for quite a long time. I, I gently hold him down so that he's immobile, um, face down against the pavement after he has been bowled over by the elk, and okay. say, Nines, search all of his pockets and everything very thoroughly. Uh, to see if we cannot recover our position. I get real uncomfortably close while I search him. Okay. It's an intimidation technique. Sure. What do, we, what do we find? What does Nines find? You find your ring in fairly short order. Okay. Put uh, that ring in a safe place. I put it on my what, finger. What else do you, you find? You find uh, a seal with the Ulfstein Grotfell uh, Family seal on it. It's Aria! Free seal! Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good thing. And I should cast Speak of Animal right now. Right. What? <laughs> and, you know, that's that's basically about it. Some coins, not much money. Well, I keep the coins. Sure, you gain um, yeah. Out of three character. silver and eight copper. Out of character, ask him what the ring is. Out of character? I'm just. Because I'm an elk right now. Well, first off, let me steal from him. <laughs> from he did steal from so us. So I got how much was it again? Uh, three silver and eight copper. Just put that in my pocket. I got a box of spells. <laughs> hey, Jerkwad! All right. What's this ring? Magic. I slap him. Oh. <laughs> I know that! What does, what's the magic? It's a powerful abjuration spell. We knew that. I slap him again. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of powerful abjuration? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that's that's that the most nice thing you've ever said. <laughs> 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 what kind of magicness? What does the magic do? It protects you, you idiot. I hit him again. No. <laughs> How much does it protect you? Quite a bit. Ugh. I hit him again. 
Is this like a ring of no. is this like a ring of protection? It might be. We'll never find out until. What's the name of this it. ring? I don't know. It's just really powerful magic. Oh. Sorry, I hit him. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a pet. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop a little dwarf. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. Well, he's down, being held down and everything. Like, Gently being jumped. I'm a giant elk. <laughs> I do a persuasion check. Okay. I try what to are you what, trying to persuade I'm him trying to, to persuade him to tell us exactly what this ring is. Okay, sure. Six. <laughs> <laughs> it's powerful, and if you idiots don't know what it is, then I'm not going to tell you. I hit him again. No. Oh. You did? There we go. Okay. <laughs> Have you retracted your claws? Might I suggest that we stop beating up one of the members of the Ulfstein Gottfeld family in public? <clears throat> I know that we're down an alley, but we're still not exactly private. Is there a door nearby? Yeah, I mean, you're in an alleyway, so there's plenty Is of the doors. Is the door unlocked? You can find one that's unlocked, sure. We'll find one that's unlocked and just okay. go in there. And then we can beat them. Okay. <laughs> 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 This party suddenly turned very murder hobo. They stole from us! We're not, we're no, not nothing brings out the murder hobo in a party like taking their unidentified magic item. I tried to follow through the door and just clunk, clunk, clunk with my what? antlers. I, I try to guide the antlers through the door. Yeah, they'll fit. I, am I scraping the ceiling? Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> I searched yeah, the room, what's in the room? Yeah, what, uh, where are we? It, you're in a house, it looks like. In somebody's house, good. Yeah. <laughs> what's the furniture like? Uh, it's okay. Hmm. It's not the nicest furniture. How was it before an elk scraped their horns all over? I mean, better, but it still wasn't great. I drop out of elk form just like, so they're antlers, not horns. Whatever! What's the difference? Uh, I don't, the big one. Horn, antlers are like a lot of little horns in a big tree formation. So it is like a horn. No. You just said it's like horns. Yeah, it's exactly like You who are this evening dwarf. What? What's your name? <laughs> I'm not telling you. Ah, his name is I'm not telling you. That is a very good name. You know that people don't actually literally mean that's their name when they say they're not. You, you realize this, right? I think they should be honest I'm if we ask for their name you. and they tell us what their name is. That is their name, no? That isn't my name. Is he stupid? No, he's just very literal. Mm, I hate literal adventurers. <laughs> You guys come through once a week and you make dumb puns. That's your time to say, no, I'm not literal, I'm also. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we move on. <laughs> so, you who will not tell us your real name because you keep making up all of these fake names, please identify this ring so that we may move the narrative along. Then maybe stop hitting you. I don't know what it is. It's just powerful. Well, what kind of magic purveyor are you if you do not even know how to identify magic? Not much of a magic purveyor. I sell overpriced trinkets to rich idiots. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh. 
Is that a good living? What do you think? Yes. Mm. So, what do you think happened to Fervent? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Oh. I hit him again. Oh. Do you care now? No. Can we stop hitting him? <laughs> no! I hit him again. <laughs> oh. Are you doing that just because you like to hit him? I don't like Are you him. doing like a cat batting thing where you're like... <laughs> All right. Well, this is the most outwardly abusive the party's ever been. Yeah. They stole my magic ring. I I know. I did that. <sighs> so right. okay, we got something with a seal. What is it? Just a seal or? Hey, well, it, it's like a a wax seal. Hmm. So it's made for. All right. Making a seal. Oh, okay. If well, we let I, you go. Do you promise? We keep that. Oh, yeah. We might be able to use that for the invitations that we will if need If we to let create. you go, will you promise not to steal stuff from people like that? No. Look, Zori, if you don't want to kill him, we just have to keep him in the warehouse for a while. I'm not dragging this guy to our secret hideout. Olseph is dragging the one to the secret hideout. <laughs> Pretend you didn't hear that. But you're criminals, you all have a secret hideout. I have a secret hideout. Well, you'll please where go to your, your secret hideout. Yeah, tell me where your secret hideout is. Well, it's underneath this door. What do you keep there? Hats and masks and costumes. Oh, that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Are they nice hats? They're pretty nice. Well, right. We can get costumes for the for the heist. Can you just say, I'm sorry? I'm oh, sorry, this is new for me. You just did it! Yeah, you did it. <laughs> All right, let him go. Okay. My insight check. Uh, thirteen. Did he mean it? No. I hit him again. No. Oh. <laughs> No, do it like you mean it! Just say I'm sorry and we'll let you go. I'm... Sorry! Okay, he said he's sorry. Insight check. <laughs> 14. You can tell he doesn't 15. want to be here anymore. Like, I could have figured that out from the beginning. Then why'd you ask for an inside check? <laughs> I want to make sure he's actually sorry for what he did. You're pretty sure he's not. <laughs> he said he's sorry. We should let him go. We got our ring back. You do have your ring back. It's better than we ever got when Goromont stole all our money. Well, I'd like to think that that's not true anymore. What's your breakfast? But for you never five gold! And, and some and, but you and know, some Did sauce. you ever say you are sorry? Yes, actually. I oh, did. yeah, you did say you were sorry. Mm -hmm. Did I do an insight check at that point? No. Well, we'll never know if he was serious. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> let him go. He's kind of rolling back and forth trying to get up. Don't do it again, or else the elk will come for you. I don't believe you. Okay, well, we're letting you go anyway. 
Fine. The one time we can be a murder hobo group. I figured that someone had to catch me eventually. Yeah. That was so easy! <laughs> it doesn't even have to roll for it! Guys aren't as dumb as my usual targets. Hmm. Weird. Usually it is the opposite that they say. Yeah, usually people oh, say And we took really a box stupid. of smells as payment for your crime. Ah, that's fair. They're super cheap and... Also, your your assistant might be a little groggy after the charm spell wears off. That, that makes sense. That, that checks out. All right. Just get them some hot cocoa or something. <laughs> they can just go back to work. Okay, this guy is a, this guy is a monster. monster. Yeah. A monster. Let's leave. Hit him one more time. No. No. <laughs> 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 How good did that make me feel? <laughs> I don't know. You punched a <laughs> literal criminal and, like, ultra-capitalist prick. So how does that make you feel? Whatever a seven is. Uh, like, right. so okay? And just remember, I you were thwarted by the salt-worthy. Make you feel 75 good. <laughs> okay. Sure. Thwarted by the salt-worthy. No, it's only That's 54 insane, good. All right. Okay. Let's head back to the silver carp because it's already, oh, no, <laughs> 215. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Zoria doesn't have a wash. <laughs> I know. It's. Did, did you actually just write 215 <laughs> on your wrist? Yeah. It, it's very close to the time. Sure. Let's hurry back to the silver carp. We hurry back to the silver So if you know carp. what time it is, can you make like a tattoo of the time on your hand? Uh, what? Well, you can do tattoos, right? Yeah. So you could do a tattoo of the time on your hand. Oh, as a changeling? Yeah. 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 So I was like, oh no, it's all 2.15, and I can like make a tattoo of a watch that says 2.15 on it. I mean, uh, yeah. Is, is I, 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 if I you knew what a watch was. I would yeah. say you can't do that. Is it one of those wristwatches that, and the inside is nines, like pointing to what the time is? <laughs> That's the only watch I know. I wonder what that looked like. So, I'm still looking like Ortax, even though I have not been using the Ortax voice. Sure. Um, yeah. You two will need to stay out of sight until the voice gets into the room. And then we will. That, and then. We and will, then you'll work will. your charm. Mm-hmm. It worked so well last time. Um, we will reconnect with our ogre friends. On the voice. How long How long does your inspiration last? Uh, how long would I have to use it before? I want to say 10 minutes. Give me a second. <clears throat> yeah, 10 minutes. So it might be good if you give me the an inspiration die just in case. Because this is very important that we fool the voice. It'll be to trick the voice. You're inspired now. I feel inspired. I even felt a little bit inspired just by being near that. No, you weren't. Well, <laughs> I intentionally did not inspire. Only <laughs> Zarya is inspired. It was very inspirational. <laughs> I am going to cast Eagle's Splendor on myself. Okay, sure. What does that spell do? It gives me advantage on all charisma checks. Ooh. 
Can you cast on other people? It's concentration. Um, I if I if I could cast level three spells, I could cast it at a higher level to target an extra person, but I cannot. Yeah. Okay. So, but that lasts an hour. Coromont, are you again staying out of the way? I think that's probably the best idea. Well, I have a couple of errands to run. I shall go take care of those while you deal with this. Whatever it is, Chana has in mind. I'm going to use the box of smells to make the room smell like freshly baked cookies. Okay. Are you selling a house? I was about to say, like, are you turning this into a real estate deal? <laughs> Maybe we'll find out when it happens as we go. Okay, sure. Is it just like the box of smells from ages ago? It's limited. Oh, what's it limited to? It has um, a few buttons that you can push. Sure. One just says cologne. Another says pipe. Another says cookies. And the last one says mint. I don't know what he likes. Maybe I should just push all three. Four. All four. four. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Three, four. Sorry, is so good with numbers. (laughs) I don't even activate the brooch yet. What? What? (laughs) All right. We are now out of sight. I and will, out of mind. I will just find a place to sit in the room. Are you going to look menacingly? Yeah, I'll look like I'm a... I'm a... I, what I... <laughs> yeah. This is what I imagine a, a black market dragon can look like. Oh, yes, exactly like that. So when we're out of sight, what we'll, what we'll be doing is we'll be out of character and react... <laughs> And, and react off-screen to the goings-on that uh, Zoria does. Great idea. Okay. All right. <gasps> For uh, example. 145-ish yeah. rolls around. According to my tattoo watch. <laughs> yes. The nice tattoo watch. Yeah, I saw that just short-circuited my brain. <laughs> You're about to get all dramatic. Yeah, it was, yep. it was really as, as going was well, like, and then all of a sudden... I was uh, about to describe what was going to happen, and then the image of, like... Because I'm basically picturing... Like a Garfield or... One of those old... Because I remember there were Garfield ones, there were Tigger ones, and the Tigger ones, the ones that stick in my head, mm-hmm. of, like... Tigger's two hands just like, you know, like pointing at the time. Or like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, Mickey Mouse. That was a pretty common one. Mm-hmm. So I just have that, except it's nines in my and he's head. he's purposely pointing at the wrong time all the time. <laughs> no, it's 6.30. Feed me now. <laughs> it's time for nines. It's time for nines. It's t- It doesn't stop. You have to take the battery out. Why is my tattoo doing it? <laughs> Why does my tattoo have a battery? Okay. <laughs> well, here's a knife. Get it out. <laughs> oh, so is this going as we have planned? dark today. <laughs> okay. Resetting after that, just brain short circuit. Um, 
We are nowhere to be seen or heard. 145 rolls around. And a sort of cloaked figure enters the bar, the inn, flanked by two ogres. The ogres and this cloaked figure walk up the stairs and stand outside the room that you went in. The ogres look at the door, as does this cloaked figure. The cloaked figure looks up at the ogres. They both shrug. He rolls his eyes and um, walks in the room, leaving the ogres behind. Where are Wilseth and Nine standing at this point? Well, we are out of sight and out of mind. Um, outside, we, we stayed outside. Okay. Around the corner. So you're the just sort made. of around the next corner, occasionally peering around. Yeah, we're waiting for the ogres to come out so that we can they reintroduce just, ourselves to them. They might just be waiting outside the door of the room. They can't oh. even fit through the door. It's a halfling-sized room. I meant the door of the room. They might be standing guard outside so, it. So was the plan that if the ogres didn't come out, we would come in and find them to keep them occupied? I mean, you need to talk to them. Yeah. yeah well, the we, ogres, wait out, we wait outside waiting for the ogres to come out. The ogres well, just stand outside the door to that room. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. They don't look like they're particularly attentive or worried about anything. The inn is fairly quiet. Uh, they just can't really be in the room. So. So you who are nines, the ogres have not come back out and we must engage them in order to develop our trust with them again uh, so that they will leave us alone at the soiree tomorrow. Well, let's give them... I look at my wristwatch that I don't have because I can't afford one. <laughs> <laughs> A little while, and then we shall... This will go in like seven minutes. Okay, I will start counting for seven minutes. Please don't do that. Th- you're going to do it the whole time. <laughs> the the Olsef watch is the worst watch. <laughs> so I count off seven minutes. Okay. I'm not going to do it right now. <laughs> I mean, okay. you want me to? No. Yes. <laughs> well, you guys are outside counting off seven minutes, mm-hmm. more or less precisely. Yep. Pretty precisely. Um, I'm good at that. Back in the room, this cloaked stranger has entered. An overwhelming smell of citric perfume. Um, tobacco smoke and lots of wine. Maybe I should have hit all four buttons. It is now hitting your nostril. <clears throat> the cloak is a bit drab, but it's not doing a very good job of concealing the visage underneath it as the individual is wearing a all white with rhinestone, possibly gemstone, you're not sure, covered outfit. 
all of the lines of his suit are just done with gemstones. Yeah, I mean, it's the most ridiculous over-the-top outfit you've ever seen. And the light glimmering from the stones illuminates the voice's face. I see you received my message. Oh <laughs> yeah, magical instrument. Do you want to show me? Also, I'm a... full of so much rage right now. <laughs> Why is that? Is this a real instrument? Uh, is that a? <laughs> it's an instrument I have never seen before. Is it musical or is this more of a <laughs> entendre? <laughs> yeah, it's musical, but uh, this may also be an entendre. Ooh. <laughs> Two for, uh, I like it, I like it, yeah, okay. I have, I, I work in the black market circles. Oh. And I came across an unusual instrument. When I heard you were in town, I knew you would be interested. Well, you know my tastes, I see. <laughs> what story yeah. is gonna call the uh, Ninesophone? I don't know. It, we will find out. I will <laughs> produce the instrument the from my bag. Okay. This is something I call the Otaxophone. <laughs> <laughs> the Otaxophone. As you can see, it is a magical device. Oh, yeah. It's very magical. Yeah. It encompasses. He's not looking at the instrument. The whole body. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I will trade it to you for a simple thing. Oh, it is pretty simple, but I make it so much more. <laughs> yeah. I have a. So if all my skin is crawling, I don't. I have a dear friend I am coming. <laughs> Oh, you want a manage twee? This will be more of a one-on-one -on -one thing, I promised her. Oh, she likes to watch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to make the worst villain of all time? <laughs> I, okay, for the, the two of you that know this, the voice? Win. Which is worse? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I don't know yet. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. Kai Win is still worse. If I can give you pause, I've made something truly despicable. I'm pretty proud of myself on this one. Mm hmm. Or, Tex, get the sex party going so we can get going. <laughs> <laughs> I pour, <laughs> I pour a glass of Chateau d'Etonon. <laughs> oh, you brought the, the strong stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Would you prefer something finer? No, I like to slum it every now and then. <laughs> yeah. I am really glad we're not there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever conversation's happening here, I'm glad Nines is not part of it. <laughs> so, what do you want me to do for this mm, instant? 
I have a dear friend named Charna coming. I want you to entertain her, give her an autograph, right. whatever it is you would like to do with her. <laughs> Got it. As long as, you know, she wants to do whatever it is. <laughs> uh-huh. I understand. And afterwards, I will give you the instrument, the saxophone. That's all? That's all. Now, what's the saxophone do? As far as I can tell, you wear it with all these chains and things. It's a very complicated setup, but it you can... You just stopped in chains. <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> I like the chain. But it can imitate almost any instrument, you know. Really? It can imitate an instrument? It's magically enchanted with illusion magic. Ooh. Like it comes from a long lost culture. There are no others in existence. Now you're talking my kind of instrument. Mm. I love an instrument that's been forgotten, unused, untouched. Are we, talk are we talking about musical instruments right now? <laughs> of course, what else would we be talking I, about? I, I'm not sure. I always talk about musical instruments. Like I'm this. even more glad we're not there. <laughs> Is seven minutes up yet? I, can I, it's can 15 I just... minutes up yet. <laughs> so, while this very upsetting conversation is going on... The... I keep checking my tattoo watch. <laughs> Nines just keeps pointing at the nine, and this little speech ball says, feed me. <laughs> is Charter the time, there yet? The time doesn't move. It just... <laughs> Feed me! <laughs> Feed me! Feed me! Buy me food! <laughs> Buy me food! So, while that conversation is happening, seven minutes has passed. And. <laughs> Six minutes, 52 seconds! Six minutes, 53 seconds! Six minutes, 54 seconds! I'm bored, let's just go! <laughs> Oh no, we must wait three more seconds. Seven minutes. Let's go! We, we go back, into the building. We, back, we go into the building. If you see Charna, please send her in. Do we see Charna? She's not there yet. We wait for Charna. We don't well, want to I, go, I up. go up the stairs. Oh, you're going up the stairs to engage with the ogres. Okay. I see the ogre. I like peek around the corner. They're not really paying attention, they're just sort of chatting to each other. <laughs> yeah, we hear you what? <laughs> what? You guys want to get lunch? We gotta watch the room. Who are you? Hey, I know you. Mm. Oh, I know you guys. I come up and go. Hello, you only know one of them. The other one doesn't look familiar. But one of them who's got an eye patch, uh, look, you know, you recognize that one. So the voice he's gonna do his thing with his instrument. 
no one wants to hear about. Oh, I don't want to hear about it. All right, let's go get lunch. Yes. You remember when we saved? Place. Remember when we saved your life? That was quite an adventure. Let us recount that adventure. Over lunch. Over lunch. Yes. I mean, you can bring your friend too. These guys really saved your life. Yeah, they saved my life. That's when uh, most of us quit. But mm, needed healthcare. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was Larry's doing. One of the shells, you know, came there. Yeah. That was quite a battle on the Krebstadt beach. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Well, we did manage to survive, and I am glad that you did as well. Um, so, let us go have a lunch together, and we shall reminisce about our adventure. And your friend can hear all about it, too. Perhaps he can tell us their, their perhaps they can tell us their tragic backstory. Uh, well, I mean, as long as you don't mind having lunch just down here. I don't want to get too far. Oh, no, down here will be fine. I think I head down the steps to the first floor. They sit in a spot where they can keep an eye on the stairway. They can't see the room. They don't seem to be that worried about it, though. And they, you know, start looking over the menu. So, uh... You guys lived, huh? If you call this living, am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the voice is a dick. Right? So we want to rob him. So, um, if he has to guard his room, can, um, can we just go in? I mean, I can't let you in the front. Like, yeah, that'd just get me fired. So there's a back way. I mean, there's usually a back way. You know where the back way is? Uh, you talking where we're staying? Not, not this place. Yeah. I mean, for the right price. Hmm. I yeah. push a single gold across the table. Uh, Nufir takes the gold. There's a there's a window on the far side of the room. It's up on the third floor. It, I think if you, you know, get like maybe a ladder or uh, well aimed like grappling hook kind of throw, hmm. you might be able to climb up through the back window. I, we wouldn't see anything there. <laughs> it's on the other side of the the estate. So I have a question. Several <laughs> questions for you. Yeah. First, what is your name? Nufir. Nufir. Yep. And what is your friend's name? Oh, this is Grubar. Hello, so, Grubar. How are you doing? Hello, Grubar. Do you have a tragic backstory? Not really. Uh, I uh, like to beat things up. Now I'm here. Uh, what was your favorite thing you beat up? Bear. A bear? Good fight. Oh. Did you let the bear go? Was it a catch and release situation? Um, no. Boxing. Ah, a boxing bear. So what do you think happened to Fervent? <laughs> you're, just, you're just like okay with that. <laughs> oh, don't know. Uh, 
Yeah. So one alternative to enter into the voices quarters would be to come through the window on the third floor. What if we were to have a key that would open the front door? Um, if we were to have a key, that would seem to be quite official. Would you have any problem with us entering, uh, go open the door? I mean, people who have the key, it seems like they should go in because the only people that have the key are people that the voice wants in his room, right? How many keys does the voice have? Uh, you know, the voice can give out as many keys as he likes. Yeah. He's got the run of the room. They gave him a key. This said, uh, no, don't give it out to anyone. He immediately magically copied it and he's been handing it out to anyone he feels like. Oh. So if someone had the key to his guest quarters, then you would, you would assume that those people got the key from the voice and that they were given access. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, especially if I didn't recognize anybody. And, uh, you know, if you didn't recognize anything, Grub, uh, the Grub don't recognize nobody. Okay. No one will get recognized. Well, that would be good to know. Will the two of you be guarding the door then? <laughs> well, the only two we got left after the beach. Ah. Oh. Really? What happened to the other guys? Where'd they go? They all quit. Yeah, but where'd they go? Back home. Hmm. Which is? Well, a few places. Some of us came from Sosin. Some of us from Kutmarior. Zoria, write this down! Zoria's not there. Oh, okay. So so we we would hope to see you again at the grand at the grand concert. Um, we are Tremeca, tremendous fans. Tremeca. Tremeca fans. Tremeca fans. Man, we are really... Fans. We are tremendous fans. Terrific. Uh, we need to get that on a t-shirt. Terrific and tremendous fans of Sarah McGoblin. We did hear her sing once. It was loud. Um, <laughs> and so we would, we will, we will be planning to come to the, to the, to the grand concert and we would hope to see you there. Also, have you, uh, you, do you see anyone who got a key from the voice? Yeah. Can you, like, point one out somewhere? Or is there a place he just gave a lot of them out? Every time he sees someone he thinks is attractive, he just hands him a key. Hmm. Doesn't even explain where he's staying. I think he thinks it's a hotel. <laughs> I'm not sure. So I do have more questions. Um, if we wanted to come to this grand concert and hear Sarah McGoblin, um, is, is a special invitation required? Oh yeah, you gotta have an invite. Hmm. Can yeah. we have your invite? We're not invited. We just have staff passes. Ah. Can we copy your staff pass? Uh, they're magical. Can Can't I buy your them. staff pass and you just say you lost it somewhere? Uh, they were, already saw that happen to someone. They got fired. Wish I Wanna get fired? That. I mean, not really. Like I said, I need the health insurance. Why do we need health insurance when we have magic? Because this is a shitty country. <laughs> so do you have to buy magic. private insurance or is this government subsidized? It's employer sponsored. The voice is based out of the Korma Republic. It's a shitty country. 
So what's happening? <laughs> has, China ever, no. has China ever showed up? China has not shown up yet. Are, is there anything else you guys want to ask the... No, we're just going to sit down, have a, a friendly chat, and reminisce about the time uh, on the beach in Krebstadt. We'll, we'll just okay. yeah. maybe have some mead, maybe have some ale. The one time we met, and their employer tried to kill all of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Except for Grubar, who wasn't there. Back in the room. But Grubar will be greatly so, amused by the tales. If you just put this to your ear. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's very unsettling. Cleans it. <laughs> That's a tongue. <laughs> okay, let's be real here. The voice is going to be trying different. Else. It only works on ears, unfortunately. Oh, it's bad. What if you? <laughs> what if you take someone else's yeah. ear and put it wherever that's, you want? That's really nice. So, uh, um. When do I get the uh, uh, saxophone? Oh, when you're done with uh, my friend Chana. Okay, okay, sure, sure. Uh, payment upon receipt of goods, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I can, I can, I can take that. And uh, you don't want to join in on the action, taxi? <laughs> I mean, I'm more of a private person. I like to, I don't, I don't like to do the threesome sort of thing, but, you know. What, you don't like uh, playing in a triplet? You don't like having you know, three of you share the spotlight? You just like to have you an accompaniment? I like all the attention focused on. I see, I see, yeah, so you just like, you and a piano, that's all, yeah, I got it. Concerto, yeah. Yeah, I got it, yeah. See, I like, I like to play a nice round, yeah, it's good that way. Three of you sharing the load, kind of passing the, passing the melody around, it's uh-huh. nice. I, it sounds lovely. Hey, yeah. Olsef, what do you want to talk about right now? <laughs> <laughs> Out of character. <laughs> So wonder uh, what's going. Wonder what's happening with Charna. Is anything? Yeah, where's Charna? To... Whenever Charna's not on screen, I think we should all say, "Where's Charna?" <laughs> what were you saying? Is there, uh, you know, anything I need to know about playing this thing? Oh, you have to get fully hooked into it. Oh, you get all the straps and the, the chains and everything. They go over your whole body. Oh yeah, um, it's like a. A full body sort of workout. Yeah, exactly. I got it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like it. Hi, Charna. There you are. It's very Where has been keeping you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we really need to move the plot along, so you need to go into this room. <laughs> <laughs> the voice is waiting for you. I really love how much you guys hate the voice. There's nothing so satisfying to a DM as a as a villain that just disgusts your players. So like I'm not even going to need to use this charisma spell that I gave myself, am I? Oh, uh, no. Wow, okay. He's no. that horny. No, he's not. <laughs> Where's Charna? He's, he's just looking for some people to play in rounds with him. 
if I... He doesn't have that many musical companions. Is there... Is that a euphemism for something? No. Insight check. If I don't join in now, is there any time anywhere I could meet you later? Um, just come on up after your friend leaves. I'll still be here. I'll need to, uh... I, I tend to, you know move around a lot. I get very emotional when making music. I'll probably have to clean up a bit. Alright. Where's, Where's Shana? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, two o'clock More rolls wine. around. It's <laughs> two o'clock rolls around. This was like the longest 15 minutes in the history of time. And we went we were counting seven of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, two o'clock rolls around and China shows up in a golden carriage mm-hmm. pulled by two spectral steeds. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of faith that we'd be able to pull this off. We see that and we are impressed. I'm China not. I've seen better. Out <laughs> and if you remember, China's a halfling. This is a full-sized carriage. It's not sized down for a halfling. Yeah, this is sized large enough where someone like a new fear could sit in it. And a, a series of steps comes down automatically as China descends. I thought maybe she would just tumble. <laughs> <laughs> She's not a shopkeep. <laughs> yeah. Or some sort of master assassin murder thief in Nordfeld. Getting hit with a stick by a wolf. <laughs> that, that was the dumbest moment. If you want to know what we're talking about. Check uh, out episode six or something. See around episode nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best number. Yes, it is the best number. I feel like that's a very comic book thing to do. Well, see episode see nine for context, right? Um, mm-hmm. If I remember and have time, maybe I'll put that in there, like the little comic book cutout thing, mm-hmm. the yellow, the yellow box. So, Atrana arrives in spectacular fashion. She's wearing a wide-brimmed hat, sunglasses, and a very sleek outfit. She looks over at the two of you, Nines and Ulseth, nods, and walks straight upstairs. Doesn't she look at the ogres? She doesn't notice them? Or doesn't She just care. doesn't acknowledge them. <gasps> Racist. Well, she expected the two of you. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure she even knew who the ogres were. I I mean, wave, we only knew one of the I ogres. I wave politely at China and point up the stairs. She nods very subtly, but does nothing more. You hear a knock at the door. Hey, I stick my head out. Charna. Is he here? Give me the key. Here's the key to the guest room. You didn't get it from me. And don't ask any questions. Go. I run. <laughs> Have fun. 
the door closes quietly behind you. Then we need to know nothing more. So Ortax comes down. Some dragon can usually don't sweat. (laughs) (laughs) I think in this case, Ortax is somehow looking very flushed. I was a green dragon, but now I'm a red dragon. (laughs) It looks like you've seen some shit. Yeah. And heard some shit. Yeah. So, Um, has has Charna completed her rendezvous with the voice? No, she just got there. We need to get out of here. I have the key. Hey, nice key. Yeah. So, These are Frenzy Ogres. Hi. Yes, this is Nufir and Grubar. I'm the changeling. I thought that was oh, a secret. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, he getting robbed up there? Or? No, not yet. Later. Just. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so. what are they, they playing a, a uh, duet or something? I don't, I don't want to know. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Do you know who that was who walked in? What's with the cart outside? No idea. Can we take it? Is there a driver? The cart's already gone. Oh. That's disappointing for you. Could have stolen that. So you you who are Nufir and Gubar. We need to get out of here. Yes. It was really Uh, good. We're having conversation here. Calm down, Ortex. (laughs) We had, we were reminiscing about the time on the beach when we saved Nufir's life. Mm-hmm. And Grubar was very, very much interested in the story. Yeah, I we don't know how long lunch. the voice lasts. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so, well. Does Nines have any idea? You, you start to hear um, very elaborate lute rhythms coming from that room. And some sort of drumming? So he doesn't I say, play instruments, does he? You, you who are the barkeeper. Uh-huh. Yes. We are going to be leaving now, but <laughs> Nufir and Grubar are going to be staying. Um, I'm going to leave you some money, and you will give them two more rounds of drinks after we have gone. Sure. And I reach over and shake Nufir and Grubar's hands and say, it was very good to make connection with you. Perhaps we will see you again, perhaps even tomorrow night. Yeah, I hope Day I don't have to tomorrow. try to, you know, kill you again or something. Day after. Just, Please don't uh, kill us! Tomorrow. You know, make sure that the voice doesn't see the, us together. As long as that doesn't happen, I can pretty much ignore anything. Okay. Because, uh, fuck that guy. Okay. Well, it was very good reminiscing with you again. And and it was very good to meet you, who are Gubar. Um... And I look forward to meeting with you again and being ignored. Uh, If he asks, the uh, dragonkin or tax asked for a carriage to take him to Costeria. Oh, yeah, so you're uh, screwing him over. Uh, I mean, kind of. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll say that uh, you run off and looked like you probably headed toward the stables. Yeah. I, I, I'll tell him you headed toward the Grodfell estate. He'll just add more to the bill. Okay. Yep. Alright. 
Let's okay. go now. Thanks for the drinks. <laughs> You're welcome. You have two more rounds coming. Oh, good. And how much did all this cost me? I have to take it off, pay for it all. Oh, uh, five silver. Oh. Pretty good deal. I mean, a while ago, someone did some math and found that a gold is worth around $300, approximately. I don't know how accurate their estimations were, because they just it based it off of, like, if this costs this, gold, and this costs that, and this weighs this much, and so on. Um, they figured it was worth about $300, so. I think it was determined based on the value of gold in the real world and the weight in the description of a gold coin. Yeah. So I kind of go by that measure, because when I read it, and this is a couple years back, it seemed about right. All right, we're running back to the warehouse. Were we trying to make, like, a distraction or something? What? No, we we want a distraction or something? Why do we need a distraction? Why do we need to rush? Because if the voice comes down and he's like, give me my ortaxophone. Your what? <laughs> the ortaxophone. That's called a ninesophone. I didn't want to tell him that. Why not? He wouldn't make the connection. Really? He's kind of dumb. I don't think he actually is. Now we, we're continuing to walk while this conversation goes on. Very power walk. Yeah. Yes, as we loudly shout where the voice is. I, call, I called it the ortaxophone. <laughs> where is where is Coromanth? Uh, Coromanth, it's a few blocks down, and he joins you, and you're not sure, like, how he found you guys. Is he running. also running away from something? No, he was waiting as you guys walked up, and then he just joined you at your brisk pace. I got the key to the guest room. Oh, good. I'm... Was it unpleasant? It, very. That makes sense. He's a deeply... Disturbing. Disturbing person. So, we power walk our way <laughs> to the to the warehouse. Okay. Well, more D&D games have power walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where is the... Uh, so there's the walk speed and the run speed. Where's the power walk speed? Mm-hmm. He uses half of the standard action. <laughs> yeah, like, where's that? Yeah. Um, Hashtag power walk speed. I'm gonna, you know... Start a discussion around that. That seem it seems important and overlooked. <laughs> like let's say your D and D characters are at a mall, and you want to get a workout, but you don't want to get too sweaty. He held the ear cleaning cup to his ear for five minutes straight. Five minutes? Was it still cleaning things? Oh, I've never done it that long. Well, Seth, take one for the team and see what it's like. No. Put it to his ear. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hold him down! Karmov, <laughs> help! Would you all like to get out of the street? Yeah, we're, we're power walking to the warehouse. All right. It takes you um, about half the time to get to the warehouse as it might otherwise have taken. Mm-hmm. You're good power walkers. When you yeah, run, I really missed the book. Wait. What? I checked the ear cleaning cup. Is there a stray voice hair on it? No, I should have gotten a piece of hair from the voice. I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, what's her name is going to have it. Charna. I'm sure Charna is going to have a clump of it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Head hair. 
You all no. <laughs> you get back to the warehouse, and you find that Huwan has returned to the warehouse. Ah, hello, you are Huwan. Oh, hey. I'm gonna. Did go. you power walk here too? No. Oh. Want to? If you do, you can go places almost twice as fast as if you were just walking. It's like running, but it uses less energy. Uh, cool. Yeah. I'm going to go take a shower. What, what's power walking? I power walk to the shower. Huh. <laughs> okay. Hillwin learned power walk. <laughs> what would that be in a Pokemon Put that in their inventory. Do? I don't know. Just increase, would it increase your speed? It'd increase your speed, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. By 50%. It should also add intimidation to it. <laughs> I like that. Okay. So you are back at the warehouse. Mm -hmm. You're taking a shower. Hulun is there. Uh, what do you want to do next? Now well, that you're back here. We have an elaborate plan that no doubt has at least four, perhaps more, five more steps uh, to allow us to get into the great concert to whenever it happens, the day yes. after tomorrow. Sorry, now that you're done with your shower, go over the next step. Well, Holwyn. Yeah. What did your investigation yield? Which one? You, the one you said you were going to do your own investigation over oh, these last 24 hours. That one, yeah, that one. Sorry, I've done a lot of them. Yeah, one to be specific. We just got a room, the guest room key. To which room? The voices room. Oh, that's a good guest room key to get. Yes. I was, I, you know, you weren't specific, so I wasn't sure which one you meant. Could have been like any guest room. And we got more diapers for sevens. Tens. Do they need diapers? Yeah, I mean. Everyone needs diapers. <laughs> <laughs> we all slowly, we all just like scoot away from nines a little. Uh, I guess it all depends on how you look at it. What did you? Oh, I got that. What did you discover in Thank your you. investigation? Oh, um, well, kind of interesting. So, there is this guy, his name's Tablofen, and mm -hmm. he has the world's uh, basically most unenviable job. I sat there and watched as this really pathetic looking new hire told him about how he just broke everything, <laughs> and you could you could watch Tablofen's like oh, eye twitching. Yeah, yeah, did you guys see the same thing? That was me. Oh. Okay, well, that information isn't that helpful then. <laughs> um, but I did learn that Tablofen is, like, super, super stressed. Right? Uh-huh. Okay. Your little stunt there, that's just the tip of the iceberg with him. Okay? Uh-huh. Tablofen, you, you probably know. He's the uh, manager. general manager for the estate. Yeah. Well, as part of his duties, he needs to make sure that the security is good. Mm-hmm. And 
Normally, he's in charge of all the security. Well, not right now. At least not fully. There are VIPs coming from everywhere on this stupid continent. They are coming in from all over the country. They're coming in from Costeria. They've got the voice here, Sarah McGoblin. Now, some people from Silcine. There's even a few folks from Rechtal that are coming over. And he has no control over any of it. So who does? No one. They're all fighting each other. That's the best part. All of them want to have control over who's got all the security wrapped up and whose entourage of security is controlling things. But because of that, no one has control over any of it. It's a disorganized cluster. Uh, I would uh, I would make the guess then that if we were to disrupt the security, that they would all begin to blame each other and fall in on each other. I have a question, actually. Cormonth, yeah. for Cormonth. Mm-hmm. You copied the schematics down? I did. Do those, does the Fervin device, is that what blocks illusion magic? The schematic didn't make it appear that that was the source of the illusion uh, disruption. I think the grounds may be enchanted some other way. I see. But I'm not positive. Okay. So security is a giant mess, Owen. Yeah, security is a giant mess. And Toplofen's just given up on trying to have any control over it all. In fact, he's actually hoping that some sort of horrible fuck-up happens. <laughs> he's been taking notes about all the different demands that all the different security details are making of him, and just telling every single one that's a bad idea, you shouldn't do that, you should let me control this so things are tighter. And every time he gets denied, he's just making a note of it and making sure that they see this, and he's even gotten some of these idiots to sign it. I think when the, he's done with all this, he's probably gonna have enough ink on everyone else's face to get a promotion for making all the other dragon families look like idiots. Hmm. Who would ever do such a thing like that? So he has a vested interest. <gasps> I'm gonna drop the Ortax voice for now. It's a little scratchy. Um, is it still Ortax just talking like Sarah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he has sort of almost a vested interest in. He's not vested at all. He was just wearing a jacket. What's there a vest under the jacket? Why would you wear a vest underneath a jacket? It's a three piece. Why would you need more than one piece? Um, so he hasn't... Yeah, I mean, you could spend, like, years watching that and still not have seen it all. So he has... No. ...an interest... Stop. <laughs> he has an interest in this going badly. Uh, yeah, basically. See, you might not know this about the Cormor Republic, but you don't want to make the family that you work for look bad. That's kind of obvious. But even if something bad happens, if you can make one of the other families look bad because of it, that's usually a good way to get yourself promoted. 
because if there's one thing that the dragon families like more than making themselves look good, it's making the others look bad. So you who are Hoenn, uh -huh. we have an elaborate plan to disrupt the security system. Okay. Do you think that this Tablafen would assist us in this plan? Or do you think that he might be very likely to simply ignore us while we carry out this plan? Um, is he more of a mind to sabotage things or is he more of a mind to simply let things go badly if that were to happen? I think you want to keep him as far away from this as possible, but I don't think that he's going to try all that hard once things go to shit to stop it from happening. Mm -hmm. At least that's my assessment. While they're talking, I'm going to just check the dead drop outside. Okay. You find in there a key and uh, two maps, Excellent. as promised. Ooh. Physical props? I think these are the same copy of the same map I made twice. Right. Yeah. To share. Are, are you confused, old stuff? <laughs> yes. What's confusing? It's just math! But there are annotations on the map that are very confusing. What's that? Uh, I we paid someone to um, make a map for us of the mansion. Who apparently had a great time last night. Probably getting the information for the map from someone. So, we need to enter into this building. Oh, through the entryway. Ha! Huh. That the is, entryway. A, good way. It is yeah. a good way to enter, is through the entryway. <laughs> the guest room is up on the third floor. On the third floor. Okay. So, we need to make our way down the hallway, past the salon. There's not a saloon, apparently. Oh, there is a lounge and bar there, so we do not need a saloon. I think it's a salon. I know. I am saying that since there is a lounge and a bar, we do not need a saloon, so it is simply a salon. Okay. And the library. And the Thank you, hall. interior decorator, <laughs> Olsef. And up these stairs to the second floor, where there is nothing but bedrooms and private lounges and things like that, and up the stairs to here to the living area where we have a key that will allow us into the place where there is a zip guest room and we will have the key to that so we can go in. If what we does ZIP stand for? The place where the voice is. Voices inner place. Yes. <laughs> voices, voices indoor place. Indoor place, yeah. <laughs> Voices indoor place. <laughs> As opposed to his outdoor place. So we could make this happen very quickly. All we need to do is get into the entryway, which we can do after we disable the security system. Go up the stairs, perhaps picking up a drink from a tray along the way, to the second floor, and continue up the stairs to the living area, use the key, get into the voices. And there is a minor place. hitch. 
there are no hitches here. No. We're required to make it look like Glenn V farts in front of a bunch of people. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. You need to make sure that Glenn V farts in front of a bunch of people. Yes. Yeah. For the under seven audience. Why? <laughs> Uh, because, well, because Charna was going to give us a key, and that was one of her requirements, but I guess we already have the key, so maybe well, if... Wait, 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 what what key did Charna promise you? The guest room key. Okay. That we have. Wait, does Charna know who... And who's Charna? She's a halfling we met in the Thieves' Guild. Whoa. Oh, that's not good. What? I mean, it's not bad. Cor, did you really let him do that? She had the information we needed. I had to. What are you talking about? Charna's part of a different dragon family. <laughs> oh. Oh, you probably should have mentioned that before. Which dragon family? Well, she's born into one and married into another. Oh, so she's married now. And she's making beautiful music with the voice. You thought yeah. it was beautiful? No, I was uh, being sarcastic. Oh, how could I tell? Did I say something positive about the voice? Yes. I'm being sarcastic. Okay. I will, I will make a note of that. So, uh, what, which dragon families is she born into slash married to? Make the note. <laughs> um, I'm pulling up her profile here. Make sure I give you the right. So are you saying that if we don't make Glenn V. Fart, that she would come after us? Okay. Charna was born into the, the the Morton family. They, uh, the central Cormarian power family. Uh, but they're ambitious. Her father was, well, what he started just a manager at one of the lines at a different dragon family's factory. Hmm. And don't know how, managed to move up enough through society where that dragon family sold the factory to him. So you're saying the Cormarian dream works? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think her dad got some real dirt on some other people. And her last name is now Dortfeld Cromhaven. The Cromhavens are the most powerful dragon family. They are one of the only ones that have enough power to call their home the city of Cormor. They are ruthless, violent, and 
Well, brutal. So, if we don't do the Glenvy thing, we'll send two dragon families, get two dragon families pissed at us? Well, she's got enough power where if you screw her over, she's going to make life much more difficult, to put it mildly. So, we need to do the Glenvy fart maneuver. So, we will need to find Glenvy or at the party. Or I will have to look like Glenvy. Mm-hmm. Did you did you get to see Turner's carriage? No. Mm, we did. Where's carriage? It was very large. Is it true that it has spectral horses? Yes. Do you there mean that you could see through, you could see through the horses like yeah. they were ghosts? Yeah. Yes. Wow. And it's golden, right? It, yes. yes. Yes, it was golden. Oh, and it has it, it had it had steps that came down. And a flat screen television. A <laughs> lot. <laughs> and a full wet bar. That's just so insultingly opulent. Ugh. It had a little carriage inside of it. I've always wanted to see it so I could. It had a jet carriage actually. underneath it, too, in case something happened to it. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting off topic with the carriage. Just a little bit. So, okay. So, wait, she asked you to make sure that Glenvy farted? In front of a lot of people. Yes, we seem like the kind of crew that can make that happen. How mm-hmm. are you going to do that? I need to see what Glenvy looks like, and I can turn into Glenvy, and then I can fart it up. Or I can just use minor illusion. It's just fart noises. Here, watch. I cast minor illusion, and cast fart noises come from Olsef. Yeah, but there's no... Okay, so... No illusion magic. There's no illusion magic in the estate. I still make another fart from Olsef. <laughs> Uh, whereas my changeling ability is not illusionary, and I remember this, my boots of farting are conjuration. <laughs> yeah, they're not illusions. They're, they're actual, actual farts. farts. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is all very convenient coincidences. <laughs> but we need to see Glinvy. I need to know what Glinvy looks like. Well... Um, I think the only way you're going to do that is by getting inside the estate. And seeing her. And that's about it. Aren't there any official portraits? Is she on stamps, banknotes? I need it to be shop photos? No, she's not in charge of anything yet. At least uh, not officially. It's all Gintian. Yeah, her father's still in charge. And besides, Brickellian was supposed to be the one that took over. Mm-hmm. Not Glenvy. That's right. And you would need to be dressed like Glinvy as she is dressed at the party as well to be convincing. Well, presume, I don't know, do rich people change their outfits all the time at parties? I don't know. I never get invited to them. Hmm. Huh. Nines? What? Nothing. <laughs> well, don't you want my vast knowledge of fancy parties? Yeah. Knowledge check. Just a party check. It's a party knowledge check. Got an 18, what does that mean? Um, you're pretty sure, based on your knowledge of the voice and some of the early days where he was starting to gain popularity, and there were a few wealthier people that liked the attention of everything. Based on that, you do have an idea that wealthy people 
tend to wear a lot of different outfits. They don't like change middle of a party or something, but you know they tend to not wear the same thing more than once every like six months or so. Well, you have to wear whatever they wears that day. How will we know what she's wearing that day? I don't know. Well, Put on her we, calendar. When we get into the party, which we shall do by disabling the security device and simply walking in, and it will not trigger an alarm. Well, we have to get into the state first. Yes. Remember, there was a plan. Yeah. The plan oh. was to disable the security device. Which we, is inside the curtain wall we have to get through first. Wait, you guys are going to try to disable the security? Yeah. What'd you learn about that? Believe me, I want to learn how to disable security. We got the uh, schematics from Tibalafin. Okay, so maybe not the best long-term lesson, because that only applies here. Although, I guess, getting the schematics to the security before you break into a place, that's not a bad tip. So, the... <laughs> Here's the here's the <laughs> series of events that needs to occur. Uh-huh. We need to... We will recap the plan that we have made. We were not part of it. And you can maybe help us with some things, because there's still a part or two we need help with. One, we need to get into the grounds. That means some sort of invitation staff pass, I think I heard. Mm -hmm. okay. in a, when I was in the voice, and I don't didn't actually hear about that. So some sort of invitation or some other way to get in. Sure, sure. Once we're in hmm. the grounds, then we need to get to the Furban facility, which is an octagonal building on the north side of the compound. Okay. Then. There's plenty of woods that are surrounding it. You could probably sneak in the trees. That shouldn't be too bad. Then we use this Furban crystal inside this bypass cage that we built. That's cool. To temporarily absorb the fervent energy so we can bypass the security system in a very complicated way that's gonna be up to Ulseth and Koromanth to do. It is really quite simple. It involves cables and, um, uh, you, you know, connecting connections of various and sundry wires and um, not electrocuting or frying ourselves with radiation. Then it, it will be a, it will quite it will be quite easy and quick. Then we Good need luck. Then we need to enter the the manor itself after security is disabled and locate Glenvy and ideally know where the voice is too. Okay. Doesn't no. sound that bad. No. And when, then yes, and once uh, you locate Glenvy then you will be able to imitate her in yes. part. But then we must well, also uh, we I'm must also find plan. but we must also find Charna then. Why? So that Charna She'll can... hear about it. Okay. She doesn't need to be... She said she didn't need to be witness. She though. just needs to know that it happened. Yeah. That makes it easier. So... Can't we just gaslight them? Step so six. So what step are we on? We're on... That was step five. Okay. Is Loki... No, sorry. That was step four. Okay. Step five. Which is it? I impersonate Glinvy and Fart. Then Got it! Step six, we enter, we sneak up and enter the guest suite, locate some, and locate Samirin's pick to steal it. Which we expect to be inside of the voice's interior place room. 
And then step seven is our escape plan, and I had an idea for that. But the, oh, two, the two areas that we need to work on the most are step one and step seven. So we need to get into the ground somehow. And step seven... Is getting out of the ground. Getting out. So I'm thinking if we mingle with the crowds, we can play into the inherent issues with the fervent tech, set up a timed device of some sort to cut the power way out in the city, and that will shut the power down in the entire city, mm -hmm. creating pandemonium, ah. and we escape with the crowds and it, in it the also, chaos. It will also let Tablafin become promoted. Sure, yeah, probably. Be because he will... He will I'm not really that concerned about that, honestly. You don't no, care I want to follow that plot line. <laughs> <laughs> you need a whole HBO so, spinoff on that. What we need is to figure out a way to crash the city power on a set time, hmm. and we need to figure out how to get into the grounds. You know, crashing the city power might be something that Hillwen could, could do. Isn't Hillwen going to come with us? Well, I'm not sure that Hillwyn will be of much assistance. Why not? Can you be of much assistance? Hillwyn broken before. Yeah. And but did not get out. Well, but you it, know, disabling the security. Why don't we just pay some random guy to do it? Hmm. That's a not a bad idea. Just be like, hit this cable with an axe at like well, 11 p.m. Here's 10 gold. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> here's fancy knives. Watch. <laughs> at 11 p.m. Just. Hack this cable with an axe, and then like, yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> okay, you go find a random guy then. I walk out. No, wait, <laughs> not yet. We don't know the timing yet. Do I see a dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you! What? I have gold. I mean, yeah. Can you hit stuff with an axe? Sure. Not living things. Not a living thing. Just... Wait, you seemed okay with that right away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need you to hit thing with axe. What thing? Like a cable. I don't know. That's this guy. Yes. It is a just round thing like this. It looks a little bit like a snake if you need to put it into animal terms. <laughs> is, okay. Is there uh, any chance it would explode with a massive amount of fervent energy when he hits it? Yes, that is why we decided not to hit it with an axe, but we would use a remote device like a guillotine that would be timed with something like a candle and a rope. Then you just need to pull a rope, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, from a distance. Or, or, or cut a rope with an axe. Ah. Okay, yeah, yes. I, I told. I already gave him the axe rule, so we have to do that plan. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes. We'll have a different axe on a rope. Yes. Do so what you we will have need... a spare axe lying around. I have an. I have an axe. We have a well formulated <laughs> plan. What we would like you to do is at a certain designated time, which we will in give a you certain very designated soon, place. You will simply cut a rope. cut a rope with an axe, or if you prefer, you could cut it with a very large knife. <laughs> if you're supplying it yourself. You don't get paid more if you supply yourself. Yes. We will provide you with an axe, but if you bring your own tools, that is at your own expense. I mean, I guess I'll take the axe. 
What row am I hitting? Is well, it row? Well, we'll set it up, so we'll have to tell you we'll later. We'll have our people talk to your people. Yeah. We will show people. it to just you. Fun. Just come back here at, like, I don't know, tomorrow. tomorrow. We'll have come it Come back here tomorrow. Okay. Um, What's your name? Uh, famous. What's your tragic backstory? I mean, not born here. This place sucks. Why does everyone say this place sucks? Have you huh. seen this place? It yes, sucks. it sucks! Would you like to leave this place? I mean, yeah. What would it take for you to leave it? No, don't give him- Not much. 10 gold? We agreed on a price, Olseth! I mean, yeah. Okay, 15 gold, but we're not going any higher. Why are you all bad at this? <laughs> you guys don't need to convince me. Like, can I just, are you guys leaving? No, you will be after you get the gold. Well, yeah, but like, wait, where am I going? Where you said you would like to leave or something. Well, like, you know, 10, five gold, 10 gold, whatever it is, like that's a decent amount of money, but it's not enough to just like go start somewhere new. Why? I, mean, I was just gonna take the money and go back home. That that's fine too. Well, yeah. Whatever, it's your money. Okay, yeah. We just thought you wanted to leave. I mean, I do. We'll, well have the details for you tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So at ten thirty a.m. You can leave now. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Yeah. Bye. When is he coming back? <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> what time tomorrow? Ten thirty a.m. Ten thirty after brunch. After brunch, come back okay. here. Okay, sure. Right, I guess. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice guy. <laughs> Very helpful. Very. <laughs> okay, so what we will do now. We need to find out, how, we need a way to get an invitation or something. Yes. Or go in as servants or whatever. Right, and we also need to set up the cutting the cable apparatus. Yes. Okay. So, but let's focus on one thing at a time. No, actually, we can do two things at once. Uh, okay. Coromont, Coromont and I will go. We're, and, spl we're splitting up. Well, just just a little bit for an hour or so. <laughs> just, okay. just a little bit okay. of splitting up. Just a little just bit a little of splitting bit. up. All right. Coromont and I will go and set up the cutting device. It will be with a blade and ropes and a pulley, um, so that when. Thamus was his name? Thamus. How did you forget Thamus? He was the best guy we met here. <laughs> tragic backstory. I didn't forget him. I had his name. I said it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> when Thamus cuts the rope, it will cut the cable. So Cormont and I will do that. And then you and Hilwyn and Nines will figure out how to get invitations. Okay. Okay. All right, let's do it. So Cormont and I go off and we do that. Do you need do you need detailed uh, descriptions of where we go and how we set it up? Oh, you have to go to Pulleys R Us first. Oh, well, you have Get to locate. A you do have to locate conduit. One. The conduit, yeah. You have to locate it. You, yeah. yeah. So that's that's a little bit of uh, more. They're not just like. Um, Sitting around on the road. <laughs> they're not just hung on, uh, you know, on, 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 on posts poles. overhead. They're all. It, no, there, and there's not like a bright yellow sign that says like, 
Because super dangerous conduit, don't cut here. Don't dig here? They don't have yeah. any warning signs have in that this shitty all. city. No kidding? No, they don't. Seriously? They don't. So someone, someone could just be gardening? Yeah. You know, maybe putting in a set <laughs> of retaining walls or stairs or something? No one has gardens. <laughs> and, and would just... The only people with gardens are the dragon families. Put a spade into this cable and, like, blow up. Is there a phone call 811? And just say you're gonna dig in a bunch of places until you say, "Don't dig there." <laughs> There's a conduit. Uh, okay, so your plan is, you and Coromanth are gonna go figure out where you're gonna have this guy, famous, famous. cut a the rope. conduit. No, no rope. The rope that will cut the drop conduit. the blade onto the conduit. Okay, got it. Uh. So you're doing that. Yes. And the other th three of you are going to figure out how to get into it. Mm -hmm. how, to, how to get into the actual event. Right. Right? And I think that story will be much more interesting than the story of the hunt for the cable. I mean, probably, but we're going to have to go through both after break. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you guys when we get back. Last, uh, ah! <laughs> last thing we were doing when we left off before break was the group here had just hired a random guy to cut a rope. He has a name yeah. that I forgot. Famous. Famous. Had hired a random guy named Famous to cut a rope at a certain time and they would provide him an axe with which to do so mm -hmm. that would cut off power to the city. We're so, the good guys. You guys are the good guys. Wait, and you're currently still at the uh, warehouse. So that's where we're back in the action. So we have the schematic. The schematic is the thing that told us that the entire city was um, wired in series rather Correct. than in parallel. Correct. So in order to know that, we had to have seen some of the other connections on the schematic. Yes. Well, we'll use the schematic to locate the uh, conduit. Okay. Uh, so here's where we're, you guys are splitting at this point? Apparently. Mm. Okay. This is our divergence. All right. Oh, why did I get paired up with nines? We go on buddy cop adventure! Mint, mint, mint. <laughs> so we will uh, do Ulseth and Koromon first. <laughs> Following the schematic, it leads you to the closest junction point. You're standing in the middle of the street. So is, there, is there traffic we have to watch out for? Uh, yeah, there's not a lot, but you're standing uh, in the middle of the street and, yeah. and, and you're we... moving out of the way when traffic is coming by. There's no 
signs of a conduit here. Yeah, there it is. There's, there's like there's... a manhole cover, just a, a hatch in the road, a loose cobblestone. Uh, make a perception check. Now, before we split off, are we just watching Olsef standing in the middle of the street trying to figure out what he's doing? It's a little ways away. Just he's probably out of Seventeen. Of sight, what so. if I pull out uh, Dromar's <clears throat> spyglass? Then you would be able to see in the distance a little further where Olsef would still not be. It's not like he's just far away and you can't quite make it. It's like behind several buildings at this point. He's off a ways. You look around and you see on the side of one of the buildings, there's a little lightning bolt sort of symbol that none of the other buildings have. It's right into the stone. It's sort of carved into it. Mm-hmm. So is there a door? Yeah, it, it's just a home. It's a house. Yeah, it's one of these many townhouses that are here. Okay. Is the door unlocked? <laughs> I have I'm I, just checking to see if it's unlocked. I, <laughs> Excuse me, lock inspector. <laughs> From security. Okay. Security Inc. representative here. A townhouse here. could be like a single family house or it could enter into a hallway where there are other doors to various apartments. Could. And if it's a hallway, then you can't get anywhere unless you get in that door. I like that Greg knows that. Ulseth would have no concept of a townhouse based on his history and experience. I knock on the door. <laughs> I like I'm not criticizing. I do a door knocking. I enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> you knock on the door, and someone comes to answer. Koromons. You who are Koromons? Uh, do, yes. Yes. You are much better at this sort of thing than I am. There seems to be a symbol on this building indicating that the conduit goes through it. Um, perhaps you would speak to this kind person and see if uh, we may gain access. So my friend here is rather awkward, as it might have just been displayed by the fact that he had that entire conversation after you had already opened the door. <laughs> now... Yes, I am a, I am a simple technician. Um, <laughs> and, and not... Your scientist unfroze me years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, although very good with fervent technology and related things, not very good with the interpersonal <laughs> things. That is why I have teamed up here with this wonderful gentleman named Koromov. Did Koromov shave off his mustache by now? No, he hasn't. He, ha he hasn't had a chance to do that yet. <laughs> so take it away. <laughs> um, I need to recompose myself here. <laughs> um, You're so good at that. My friend here, the technician, and I, we work for the dragon family, the Ulstein Gladfells, and we need access to the, your basement, as it would happen. Now, as I'm sure you know, the city's conduit runs through here, and we need to make an inspection. 
parts of the city are experiencing uh, blips in their power, little flashes of their lights and services. We are inspecting all of the junction homes, and we need to um, inspect yours. If now is an alright time, otherwise we may come back uh, later today, but it is somewhat urgent. Oh, I... I mean, I think it, it's okay. Yeah, I, yeah, let me, let me take care of a couple things and I'll be right back. Is it a creepy sex dungeon? She closes the door. I it's sure hope sex. they're not trying to get to a conduit like under a house where they're going to have to set up a guillotine in someone's <laughs> basement and then send Thaddeus with an axe down there. <laughs> Demus. It's fine as Demus. long as he has an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I am mad with facts. Let me go into basement. That would be fine, though. So I check the I check the uh, schematics. Mm-hmm. Are, does it look like all of these conduits are in houses? It it's hard to tell. The schematics that you're looking at, they show you the lines. They don't show you what they're going in. Mm-hmm. And based on this sort of, well, straightforwardness of this engineering approach. That's the only engineering approach. Uh, that might not, mm, this entire, what I'm trying to say is this entire job, you're losing confidence in their ability to think long-term mm-hmm. about their installation choices. So you who are Coromont. Yes. I do not think that this individual is preparing the uh, the way down to the conduit. Uh, let us move on to the next place on the schematic. I, if you're sure, they seemed like they'd be willing to let us in. Mm. I did not get that impression. Hmm. I'd like that you're going to leave and they're going to come back to the door. Yeah, if, if you think that'll be a better choice, then I trust your judgment. I, oh, that person is gone, so I can't do an inside check. Well, if you think that this person was being honest and not simply communicating in some way with the Ulstein Grotfelds um, because of suspicion, then, then we can stay, but I am not sure. I think she's probably getting someone else to be there with her. Uh, two, one quite large man, just showed up her, her door in the middle of the afternoon and then asked to go into her basement to see her power. I imagine she's probably not feeling the safest at the moment. Okay, well, I will trust your judgment on this, which is no doubt better than mine. Perhaps, although you are the one who explained the entire reason that I should talk to someone instead of you in front of the person I should be talking to. <laughs> Yes. Which was quite amusing, I have to admit. Hmm. So, we'll wait for a few minutes. A few minutes passes, and then... Did you count the minutes, Olsef? I did. <laughs> and then, as uh, the woman indicated, Seven and also later. as Coromanth had correctly inferred, ah. she comes back to the door, this time with... Uh, an older gentleman. They look like they're perhaps a maiden butler. 
for the home you're entering. So you're clearly in, or what appears to be clearly, a well-off family's home. They lead you down to the basement, and you see what is, quite unmistakably, a very large conduit. It has, uh, you know, well, if you bring your hand to it, you can actually feel the electromagnetic field that it is emanating. Your hair stands on end as it enters the charged field. This Cormont's mustache goes... It, it actually <laughs> does get a little poofy, mm. and you can see little arcs between hairs. Also, if you should definitely lick it. You can I hear nine saying that I in your trust head. the engineers here. This is incredibly dangerous. How thick of a cable is it? It's about... The, mm-hmm. So it's about like an eight-inch thick cable. It's thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, How many go. C's? No. <laughs> Fine. Oh. You horror Coromont. Yes. This is most discouraging. This looks like this cable is much too large to cut simply with an axe, even if it were to fall many feet. And I believe, given the state of your mustache, that cutting into it at all would undoubtedly destroy this entire building. I think it would probably destroy more than the building. Hmm. I think it might vaporize half the block. I'm mad. This cable is barely shielded, as evidenced by my hair. Yes. And yours as well. I wonder what ill effects this is having on the yeah, residents of the building. It's also weird. Yes. Yeah. Everything's. How nice is the rest of the basement? I mean, it's mostly just storage. It's nothing particularly fancy. Well. We must find another place to cut this cable or give up on the plan of disrupting it in this fashion. Um, Do you think it would be fair to warn the people who are residing here that this is a dangerous situation? I imagine that they probably can't do much of anything about it Mm -hmm. or don't care. Well, then we will thank them for uh, the permission they have given us to enter and we will look at the schematic and perhaps find something in an open field area where it would simply vaporize grasses, trees, small critters. Oh, this is very dangerous. I believe so, yes. Hmm. Uh, What do you want to do about Thamus? Uh, Well, we did not see him until tomorrow morning, so let us find another place to cut the cable, uh, and we will find another way to uh, disrupt it. All right. Well, we'll continue studying that. Uh, you head back up and out and go back to studying this schematic. And we'll switch back for a little bit to the other three, Huwen, Soria, and Nines, who are trying to figure out how they might gain access to the event. 
so, what have you thought of nines? I don't think about anything. That makes sense. Halloween? What do you mean do I think about things? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, about getting into the event. Oh, about that? Yeah. Well, when I infiltrated the place, what I did was mostly acrobatic. Climbed over the fence, scaled the outside, used a grappling hook. I uh, got in pretty easily. It, it was the getting out, like I said, that was tricky. I figured, you know, best to go out a different way that I came in. Um, because I would have moved positions, so I tried to plan an exit through another route. And I didn't really think through... Once I had left the building itself, they still had patrols in the ground that got caught. That's, that's what happened to me. So... What if we were invited? Well, that would significantly <laughs> lower the risk of being caught if you were asked in. Yes. Can we just use any invite? <coughs> I doubt it. Have you seen what the invitations look like by chance? Uh, well... When you're watching Tablafen or... Well, Tablafen has his own access and everything. Right, he doesn't right. have anything uh, as far as the guests. But I did find out and then you know, might have spied on him a little bit. There's a Kosterian diplomat in town who's attending the event. Very strange. Kosteria hardly ever uses their diplomats for much of anything. Usually they're only sent out to just make large trade deals. But attending some sort of big birthday party? Mm-mm. Is this Kosteria proper, not Tashira Noon? Yes. And both? They're not alone. They were traveling with this other guy. Now, most people wouldn't recognize him, but, you know, I've been snooping around the Tashir Noon long enough where I recognized this guy. And the only thing I've ever found on him is one name. And it doesn't even make sense. Everyone just simply refers to him as the Forge. That's it. What a dumb name! But it's in Incosterian, like in, in not not. Yeah, a, I'm translating. Okay. Yeah. It it's almost like it's a title, but I've never heard him referred to as anything else. So this Kosterian diplomat is traveling with the Forge, who you said is a Tashira now? Yeah. And they're at this birthday party. Seem to be. They have invitations. I was tracking one of the, you know, delivery folks. Seeing they had invitations too. You know, maybe I could nab a few, right? And that's when I found out that Kosteria's got this diplomat here, and the diplomat's with someone from the Tashira Noon. Oh, and these invites? They're enchanted. Well, who's enchanting them? 
Probably someone the Grodfels hired. Are all the invites enchanted, do you think? I'm guessing. There's no one being invited into this that isn't a VIP. And the only people that are coming that aren't VIPs are staff, and they got their own access. Well, what if there's a thir there's a, a local band? Mm -hmm. What if we they would be setting up beforehand, right? Earlier. Well, yeah, I did a little scouting on them just to see who they were, and well, it turns out they're actually connected to well, the Gradfels. Not surprising, you know, nepotism and all. It's a band called the Iron Kids. It's a dumb name. <laughs> yeah! They even spelled it with a Z. Oh boy. Oh, that's so cool. How do you spell iron with a Z? I should have spelled mines with a Z. Then everyone would know how hip I am. Yes. Z-I-N-E-S. What if, what if we were part of their staff? One of the groupies that you're always talking about nice. The roadies! roadies? <laughs> roadies! <laughs> it's the same thing. It's not the same thing! We're part of their group. Okay, you you are part of the group. Yeah, so... But you're not groupies. <laughs> Just like it. you're on the road with them. We're not on the road. But we are roadies. Well, if we were working with them, they would get in early to set up, I assume, right? Yes, as roadies! They said that they were Groupies doing... are after the show! Just to tear down the equipment? In a sense, yes! <laughs> okay. <laughs> and scene! <laughs> so, they're performing first. We, I, we learned that. They're performing, then Sarah McGoblin, then The Voice. So they would have to get in early to set up before the VIPs showed up, presumably, right? Right. So mm, we, yeah, I think so. If we could slip in with the band. Yeah, we still need to convince someone to give us badges to get in. Yeah, but... Isn't there some sort of radio DJ we can contact who has free uh, passes? What? <laughs> Radio? DJ? What are you talking about? It's what we call the guys that just play our music! <laughs> I have no idea what you're Do talking about. Do you know about. where these iron kids are? Um, yeah. They're, you know, the, the lead one. There's five of them. Uh, they just sing. None of them play instruments. Like they're, the they're, voice. They feel like a band backing them. And the lead one is a cousin. He's got a big house, not too far off the main Grodfell estate. Well, That's where they're hanging out. What if you were in their band as a backup band ludist, right? Right. Then, and I, and Olseth can be your groupies and I'll go no! in with you. <laughs> no groupies! Ro roadies. Right. Whatever. We're all roadies. No, you're a band member. A backup band member. Yes. The one that doesn't have to do any work. Who brought the roadies with you. Yes, I come with my own roadies. <laughs> um, the four of us, because it's Olseth, me, Koromoth, and Tilwin. This is very common for Lutus to need four roadies. <laughs> or we could be other people. 
We just have to convince them to let us help get their equipment in, right? And right. then we're inside. Yes. Let's do it. Let's find them. All right. Let's, yes. Let's go mess them up. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yes, let's fuck them up. <laughs> I hope. Um, sure. Lead the way. You know where they are, right? I mean, yeah. Do we have a plan? Sure, we'll talk to them. Uh, we'll have a referral. Uh, how? From who? Larry Tav. Who? Larry Tav. The voices agent? His manager? Even I know that! Why would I know that? Why wouldn't you know that? Because like I don't like the voice. Wow. I mean, she's right. So, can you lead us there? Sure. Okay. Okay. We have a plan. Let's go. Execute. 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 The city hasn't blown up yet, so I think all Seth's doing okay. Then the lights start dimming and come back <laughs> on. <laughs> and there's this pillar of smoke. <laughs> 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 So, back with Coromanth and Ulseth. After studying the schematics for a while, you think that there might be sort of a open line leading away from the north side of the city that's in a mostly uninhabited part of town. It leads towards, well, the mountains. It looks like it might be part of the same series, but it's a little bit of a gamble. You can't tell for sure. The schematics you have don't make it entirely clear when, what pieces were laid and what's tied together. It's not fully complete. You don't know if that's by design to stop people from screwing with it or from incompetence. But you do find a line that seems to be mostly away from living things. Other than, like, trees and grasses. Shrubbery. Yeah, some shrubbery. Mm -hmm. Are there cute little woodland animals? Uh, probably. Okay. Can you watch one of the cute woodland animals hop onto the conduit? Oh, the woodland animals don't go anywhere near the conduit. <laughs> No. They they know not to go near that. Like everything, so the once you get out to this sort of clearing, you can see that there is a line that's just bare. That's running underneath the ground. Mm -hmm. It looks like that's where the conduit's buried, and there's about a foot wide, just bare patch going along the ground. No grasses, no plants, and everything is kind of leaning away from it. Are all the trees all sort of, like, stunted? Uh, it, yeah, if only by reason of them trying to arch away from all this. So, Yohara Koromanth, I think we have found a place where we could safely set off a huge explosion by <laughs> damaging, <laughs> damaging this cable. Do you know, um, when you put it like that, it sounds, I don't know, like a bad idea. No, I think it is still a good idea. <laughs> 
it will be a great diversion and will be very helpful not to... Not wrong about that. It will be a great assistance to Dublofen, who will use the disruption of the power. Even if it does not shut down the entire city, I'm sure it will gather attention. Um, <clears throat> to spread dissension among the other security people and get his promotion. Well, I like that that's the part you're worried about right now. I think we can <laughs> certainly get this career. shot. Okay, so... Um, We're his corporate guardian You're going to need a lot of rope to keep famous out of range of the explosion. You're have a lot of rope. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might have quite a bit less rope after this. There's always places to buy rope. I found that to be true. <clears throat> you so, can just get a fuse. I don't have any explosives with me. You I can use. go shopping. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I would need 50 pounds of explosive. Will this be enough to sever a conduit? It's a good thing you're not here. You're not being helpful. I feel like we got this partly backwards. If you wanted to destroy something, why didn't you bring mines along? Yeah. Um, okay. So, what we need to do is... This is just explaining it. We need to mm -hmm. un uncover the cable so it's vulnerable in a space maybe about three feet, whatever that is, you know, about this long. Yeah, that'll definitely be what you call a hand dig. Yeah, yeah, with a shovel. Yeah. You call A11 first. <laughs> and, and then after that, we will set up, um, I'm guessing that we don't need to completely sever this conduit to disrupt the flow of energy. That probably just like opening up the casing and getting into it a little bit will cause a, some sort of shorting and sparking and release of fervent energy uh, in, a, in a way that would be... Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good bet. You ever tried to uh, cut halfway through a copper wire and then send a current through it? Absolutely. No. Doesn't go well. Tastes delicious. Yeah, yeah. You know, or if you just nick a live wire and it starts sparking and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Even if you don't completely sever it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're going to try to do here is uh, just set up a rig with uh, an axe. Do you have an axe? I have an axe. I thought I, I have a trident. <laughs> a tr <laughs> trident. <laughs> have you just been walking around this town with like a seven foot trident on your back? Yeah, as always, as usual. Yeah, this is a as world. Who Who this doesn't? is the world of adventurers. It, honestly, it's pretty normal. You're weird if you don't carry it. It was pretty weird for the the maiden butler who you're like a technician. Like, I need to see the conduit in your basement. I'm wearing full plate mail and have a <laughs> trident on my back. Those are all part of the pieces of equipment you need to safely handle <laughs> at a distance. <laughs> yes, this conductive trident. It's <laughs> a very conductive. Maybe you should buy a great axe. Okay, we have found a location. How much? What time is it during the day here? Check your is nines it? watch. <laughs> it's time to feed nines. <laughs> we knew that. The uh, croissant. <laughs> the sun is getting lower. It's not down yet, but it's approaching sunset. So you who are a cormorant, are the shops going to be open yet at this time of day? Probably. Okay, then let us hurry back into town. Um, do you think that we should attempt to cut this? 
say, with a very large axe, or, or perhaps... Explosions. Or, Explosions. Or use an explosive. Explosives will be a bit harder to obtain, but probably a bit more practical to set up if we can get our hands on some. Yeah, well, I will count on your knowledge of the city since you have been here for a very while, long time, and uh, the current shopkeepers, and let us purchase the equipment necessary to make uh, an explosion large enough to disrupt this cable. I think I'm probably going to have to reach out to some contacts. I don't exactly run a shop front. Okay, well, you do that. Um, get a detonation device that can be uh, triggered at a distance uh, by, say, the, the pull of a rope or something of that sort, or a very long fuse. I think I can manage that. Okay. But we have found a location to cause the disruption, and then we will meet with Thamus tomorrow morning and explain to him what he must do. Hopefully it's little more than perhaps setting fire to a fuse or running a string. <laughs> yes. Hmm. How's this mean with Pulling strings. Go? Pulling strings. <laughs> that sounds like a very good thing. That sounds like a phrase that we could use some other time. Yes, perhaps. Hmm. I recommend you rejoin your compatriots. I will need to make these contacts alone. The people I'm going to be reaching out to don't usually like new friends. Ah. I know people like that. Yeah. Hmm. Can you find your way back all right? I yes. think yes, he should roll for it. We have we have found ourselves many times. Um, so yes, I believe that I can get back. Good. <laughs> then I'll take my leave of you here, mm -hmm. and I'll see you later this evening, I hope. And Coromanth <clears throat> power walks off in a different direction. <laughs> in a suit. Yes. It's called formal speed walking. <laughs> Sorry, mega mind joke. Uh. <laughs> yes. Sorry, right back. So, you who are Zoria and Oh, we're over at the Iron Kids, I think. Oh, have you? I go back to the warehouse and and find that or, you are gone. Or have we not left yet? <clears throat> for That's the a, sake of ease on you. I mean, they've, they've gone on adventuring. We've came up with a plan, so. That's up to you. If you want to... Because we, we, why would we wait? Cause we you we thought he was gonna take a while, so we, we just ran off. I just come back to the okay. warehouse and. Uh, you you can know. play. You can make some crab stacks. I I make some crab stacks. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, the other three, you all, are. Now finding yourselves. Well, this is kind of, you know, rewound. Uh, couple hours at this point. You're outside a uh, house of what Hulman has informed you. It's the residence of the Iron Kids. And... Or at least their leader. At least their leader. Is there a shitty band logo spray-painted on the garage door? No. Uh, uh, garage door. Before we I go assume in. they have a garage. They have carriages, so where where would they keep them? The, yeah. In the carriage house. Oh, it is not a garage band, it's um, a carriage house band. Oh, exactly. Before we go in, 
Do you know the names of any of these band members? Uh, yeah, I know the name of their leader. All right, what is it? Uh, Balor. Balor? Balor. B-A-L-U-R-R. Okay. Well, they have a nickname. No, that that's his name. He, Do they have he a... doesn't have stage name? No. Do they have a famous song? Um, I mean, I don't know if I'd call it famous. Do they have a song they do a lot? Well, you know, the most popular song in the region that they've done, now it, it's a call uh, Oh, My Heart is Stone. My Heart. Wouldn't that be My Heart is Iron? Because they're the Iron the Kids? I don't know. You're the musician. Yeah, that's what I would have done. Hmm. All right. That you're not why, here. That is why you're so famous. I turn into Larry Tav. I make my outfit look like an obnoxious green suit. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Do you have a beaten stick, too? Oh. All right, let's go. Okay. Uh-huh. Knock on... The carriage. Balors. Uh, a middle-aged gentleman answers the door. Grab looks to be some sort of drow. Can I help you? Larry Tav here. Larry Tav? Yeah. Manager of the voice? Yeah, let us in already. Come on in, come on, come on, come on in, Mr. Tav. Sorry, sorry, uh, um... Uh, uh, what can I, what can Where's I Balor? I need to talk to him. Uh, who? Balor. Oh, oh, yes, of course. Um, um. I don't got all day. <laughs> Is that an orange cat down there? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Balor, Balor's downstairs. Uh, yeah, right over there, right over there. We go downstairs. No, we go to the sitting room and he comes up to us. Yeah, so get me tea! Uh, the blue kind! M- Mr. Taff, as famous as you are, and you are famous, you're famous, these are still dragon families. I would go downstairs. Alright, but you better bring me my favorite drink. You know the one. And I just head downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> You hear him muttering about favorite drink. And then you hear him muttering a little bit more. Wait, I'm their fucking manager. Why did I show him in? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. I follow. Down the stairs. You head downstairs, and it's... It's a good uh, thing it's down. (laughs) Go to the second floor basement. It's this padded room, very sound-negating... So there's no reverberation, no echoes, no bouncing of um, poor acoustics. So it's a, you know, basically a recording studio because we've established in this world that modern shit like that exists. So that's what it is. And there are five, five boys sitting around sort of talking and one of them is writing furiously on a piece of paper. It looks like they might be working on a new song. 
<clears throat> they look up. Who are you? Larry Taff here. Who's that? Manager of The Voice. Who? The Voice. The most, the greatest sensation of our lifetimes. The headliner for the performance. How old are these these kids? They, well, so it's a little hard to tell because one of them, uh, sorry, two of them are dwarves. Um, it's a little hard to know exactly how old they are because dwarves, you know, stop aging. How well yeah, grown in are their beards? <laughs> they don't have beards. Uh, are they vaping? Only one of them has a beard, and they are human. Uh, if you had to guess, they're all, like, between 15 and maybe 17 at the oldest. This is a boy band, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, I think my dad listens to the voice. Right. So, are you lost or something? Can we help you? <laughs> I'm here to make you a very lucrative deal. Are we Are we targeting the over 70 with how shitty kids are? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have our well-defined demographics. Under seven and over 70. Like, know um, who sucks? People younger than you and who like different things. <laughs> <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> you know who sucks? People who are younger and or older than you and ones who like things that you don't like or the things that you don't understand. Hey, remember that thing you thought was cool? It's not anymore. You like Bruce Springsteen and or Daniel Tiger. <laughs> Both born in the USA. I'm here to offer you a very lucrative deal. Okay. Which one of you is Balor? One of the dwarves fits his hand up. Balor has uh, no beard. Light brown hair with frosted tips that's styled up a little bit and ruffled into a perfectly controlled mess. Do you want to describe the other ones? And the treasure backstories? Do you, do you want me to describe yeah, the other ones? Okay. Yeah. Introduce yourselves to me. Uh, I'm Balor. I'm Grayson. Now, this is another dwarf. Uh, Brown hair that looks perfectly unattended to. A very slight build for a dwarf. And like I said, no beard. My name's um, Tam. And they are a drow. Curly blonde hair kept uh, tight on his head. My name's Lantum. It's a goblin with a very tightly styled, short-cut uh, brown hair lifted just off his forehead and uh, combed to perfect feathered lines. And the uh, last one, the human. And Kyle. 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 I'm Kyle. Kyle. Which a, one he, is he? He has a beard. Is he the bad boy? <laughs> is he the... The young one? He's the one with the beard. <laughs> That's not answering my question. <laughs> Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. in, in boy bands, 
there's the bad boy, the cute one, that the nerdy one, the smart one, and the one with the beard. Yeah, but he's like 17, right? <laughs> Clear. <laughs> Shrugging. So I'm here to offer you the deal of a lifetime. You just have to do one small favor for me. Uh-huh. <clears throat> See my cool cat here? Meow. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. I hate everyone I've interacted you, with today. <laughs> you put him... <laughs> You put him and a few of my other friends as your roadies. This just became the worst pitch ever. Larry Tav, manager of The Voice, comes in. You put me. No, 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 not Larry Tav. I didn't say me. You put him and a few of my friends as roadies. Just for this one gig, they just want a little road experience, a little experience, <clears throat> and I get you to sign on with the world tour of The Voice. Cool, we get to play for old people. Um, thanks, but no thanks. Am I right, guys? Am I right? And they're all just sort of like, oh, and like high-fiving each other, except Kyle. Who's <laughs> clearly like 30. <laughs> so wait, did, did like did all four of them like high-five each other and like Kyle comes up and then they just finish and he yeah. just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he sees a floating cat paw of a human thumb make contact with his hand. Doesn't doesn't make the situation better. I wasn't trying to make it better. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to break the tension. Okay, okay. So you you want me to uh, go around and tour with a boring old dude. Okay, and, I like them again. <laughs> and for what? Like, how does that help me? How does that help my band. Well, what is it that your band wants? Um, my band wants our own tour. I think I could make that happen. Yeah? No old dude along? No old dudes allowed. Except for Kyle. Okay, but... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fine. I'll think about that. But you gotta listen to my new single and uh, help me produce it. Alright, I'll do that. Alright, now sit down. I sit down in one of your weird bean bags. <laughs> How'd you know they had bean bags? <laughs> I got the. I, I could. I just like the same it. way that we also <laughs> know that there's this weird hazy cloud that smells kind of funny. <laughs> There, there is no weird hazy cloud that smells kind of funny. It's a pot cloud. <laughs> I thought you were at least going to say they're doing edibles. No, it's a pot cloud. All right, hit it's me with mostly it. mostly from Kyle. Goddamn Kyle and his fucking bait pen. <laughs> hit me. Uh, Balor starts to uh, sing. First, he like, boots up a track and then starts to sing about... Um, 
this the situation he's writing about. And of course they all like share the lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes clear that four of them have the lyrics and then Kyle has like the bass drop line and that's his only job. <laughs> it, the song that he wrote is about um, two family members getting all the praise and attention and then one family member who gets ignored all the time even though they're super nice and really talented and really hot and um, it kind of goes on to conclude that the two family members that got all the attention end up like sad and alone and the really nice talented hot one ends up with the you know better life and is more valuable because they have skills it took five of them to write that are you not going to sing it they just did no i meant <laughs> oh, no I, me the theater me, the dm gonna sing this no good lord i have standards i respect myself unlike kyle hashtag bass drop kyle hashtag bass drop kyle i'm gonna say it was shit i could sell 50 mil for you Seems okay. What are you gonna do about our rival band? Which one? What do you mean, which one? Our rivals? The song really. Who? <laughs> 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 the ghost of all sand. <laughs> the salt whirler? <laughs> no. Boys for you? Come on. Ooh. Boys for you. <laughs> Spell that for me. B-O-Y-Z, the number four, <laughs> the letter U capitalized. Is there an exclamation point at the end? No. Oh. <laughs> A little heart. Well. On the logo, is, yeah. Is the exclamation point um, boys? There's boys no, there's for no you. There's no exclamation point. I yeah. think they should. This this, these are nine, late 90s boy bands, not early 2000s emo bands. The exclamation point hasn't entered into the, you know. But what about Wham? Yeah, they're, they're not they're Wham. They're not 80s. All right. They're not 80s pop bands. You want me either. to deal with boys for you? I've dealt with rivals before. I've worked for The Voice. You want them maimed or killed? <laughs> Ew. No. You don't want to hear about it, I understand. I I'll handle I just, it. I, don't want I got to... it covered. Say no more. They won't I be a thorn ju- in your side anymore. <laughs> I just want their next album to bomb. You want me to blow them up with a bomb? No! <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just want their next album to not sell any copies and for it to be a big Done. embarrassment. Done. I hate Blate. Blate? Blate. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. Have you met him? And don't even get me started on Dashua. Are they friends with Brazen? 
No, but they're friends with Rain and Vlagon. Vlagon, huh? Yeah. He's their basey dwarf. Although, I mean, I can take a leave, Kevin. They have their own Kevin? <laughs> Do they have rivals? This, this is Kyle. <laughs> this one's Kyle. You do this small favor for me. Okay. And they will never work in this industry again. Really? You have that power? <laughs> do I have that power? Of course <laughs> I have that power. <laughs> I hate the youth. <laughs> All right. How many? I'll only kill Blake. <laughs> I don't even have to die. Fine, like Blake. I know all of the producer record producers on the continent. I'll make sure they won't even make their copies. What are they selling? The uh, they can make a lot of copies and they're not selling any. That's the worst embarrassment there is. Easily doable. Where do they sell them? Well, hopefully nowhere. But they're in all the stores. Like, uh, where's the big one? I guess the biggest one's in Cormer. Like locally. Downtown. So if we stop them from selling downtown, you'll let us uh, do our thing? No, they have they have to be all over the place and their album has to be everywhere and they have all sorts of signage and advertisement and then nobody goes and buys it. Easily done. All you have to do, get passes for these two and three other of my friends to get into the party. Backstage passes. See your performance. Done. Hmm. I mean, fine, sure. I can do that. I'm waiting for the passes. We gotta shake first. Psych! No, I'm kidding. Can psych! We're <laughs> twice, dude! I'm, I'm serious, I'm serious. It's okay. I I'm wish not. I could cast Blight, <laughs> but I'm not high enough level. <laughs> Alright, all right. okay. Yeah, here, just like, passes they go. How many passes did I get? Oh, like a dozen. <laughs> All right, thanks. Yeah, whatever. Aunt Glenview's party is lame, but you know, my people will be in work, touch. I guess my people will be in touch with your people. We'll get it all sorted later. Yeah. All right. Sure. Whatever. Give contact. Like, go my manager, whatever his name is, like Joey, like Devin. I don't all right, see you later. My heart is stone is a masterpiece. <laughs> and then I walk out. Where's <laughs> <a> Jork? Electric <laughs> <Electric> Great! <laughs> yeah, let's go back to the warehouse. We go back to the warehouse. Okay. You find Ulseth waiting at the warehouse. Making crab taxis. Making some crab taxis. 
Cormont back yet or not? Uh, no, not yet. All right, do we actually have to do that thing where we make the other band look bad? No. You want to try anyway? No. Those guys were the worst, right? Uh, no. I thought they were pretty cool. They were way better than the voice. Ew. Yeah. Wait, they're better than the voice? I'd take them any day. They were disgusting. But I got 12 backstage passes, and I'm still Larry Tav. Well, we can sell some of those. It's a good idea. I mean, sure, I guess. Um, where's where's Cor? Oh, Coromont is out making uh, a purchase of some materials that we need for our part of the plan. As long well, as Seth, it's not explosives, it'll work. Yeah, we've had bad luck with explosives. <laughs> is it explosives? I do not know what he is getting. He said that he needs to make some contacts in order to get the materials that we need to uh, disrupt the power in the... Yeah, it's explosives. Yeah, could be. What does that matter? Eh, not much to me, but you know, he's going to be out for a little while. <sighs> okay, so we have our entry. Mm-hmm. These backstage passes should get us into the party. Yeah. Wait, do we have like our way in? We have our way in. Wow. You're, you Make pretty much have our exit strategy. Yes. Our distraction. It will be quite a distraction, yes. All right. So I've given each step a cool heist name. So we start with a troubadour's folly, move into the stalking leopard, pull off a fervent farce, do a hunter's mark, follow that up with an ambassador's wife, do a dragon's horde, and then end with a Cormarian goodbye. What? Who's doing the wife? What? I am. Nice. That's when Glenvy farts. Oh, what? <laughs> What's the third one again? Uh, the fervent farce. What's that one? It's when we uh, bypass the security using this uh, cube. Mm-hmm. And what was the fifth one again? The fifth one is the ambassador's wife still. Where we make Glenvy fart. What was number three again? <laughs> the fifth farce. Why do not you ask about the even numbers? Why? So, one other thing we should consider. We're making a distraction to get out of the compound. Mm -hmm. Do we want to maybe at least plan how we flee the city if things go really bad? We're going to the secret exit. Secret exit. The one that we met those adventurers and they talked Yeah, that one. That was up north, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Up north through the mountains, right? Yeah. All right. So that's where we head if things go really far south, we go north. I do believe that we need to go north anyway, because don't we want to go to... The keep. The keep. Brucalian's yeah. old keep, which is also in the north. So ideally, <clears throat> we don't have to flee immediately. And we can revel in our victory. But, we might want to be ready to. So, to nail down the timing of this, <clears throat> we will enter into the Voices' interior place, guest room, using the key that we have 
yes. gotten from Charna while the voice is performing. D- yes. Do you want me to walk through the plan in detail without using my silly names? No. Okay. I just wanted to be clear about the timing of when we would enter the voices. Because that, that's the time we know for sure the voice will not be there. Yes. And he is always late, so we must mm-hmm. count on some additional timing for the that. The performance mm-hmm. starts at 7, but that's <laughs> not him who's starting. So how long do you think it... How long does a set last? How Do I have a knowledge check on how long the voice is generally late? Uh, Yeah. I would say you have a pretty decent understanding of that. And typically in his career with you, he liked to wait like at least 20 minutes. And you figure based on his arrogance, it's probably more than that these days. So like 30 minutes. 30 minutes. And Sarah McGoblin probably goes on and on and on and on. I do like uh, In the Eyes of an Asimar, though. That's a good song. Yeah. Um, so, not knowing when we would actually be finished with this heist, or even when well, the voice will be performing, it would make it difficult for us to set a time for Damus to uh, disrupt the power supply. Well, okay, we know they start at 7. That That's when the locals go on, the, the mm-hmm. Iron Kids. Mm-hmm. About how long would a starter go? Nines? I'm assuming you have knowledge of concerts. Yeah, but not this new weird young generation of music. <laughs> how long would a three-person set go on? Well, opening act will have a shortest set. Uh-huh. But um, those jerks might just keep going. So... If we plan for the bomb to go, the that you're making, maybe, to go off at midnight, that's five hours after the show starts. Mm. And it is a time that is easy to remember. Well, we don't need to do time. We can do some do some sort of a signal. You could skywrite. Uh, it's dark. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> but I have fireworks. You have fireworks? Yeah. Well... That would be a very good thing, actually, because people would simply think that that was part of the excitement and the. What do your What do your fireworks do? We explode in dazzling display of colors. Are they magic? Yes. Are they illusion magic? Yes. (laughs) That's still going. Yeah. What is spring real fireworks? All right. Yes. That's not a bad idea, really. You you are. Yes. So you are a hill one. Yeah. Do you think that, given your knowledge of the town, that you could uh, obtain for us uh, a small number of uh, aerial explosives, fireworks? Things that go up quite high in the sky and make a very bright flash. Well, I mean, we can probably just hijack some from the party. I'm sure they're going to have fireworks there. And what big party doesn't have fireworks? Hmm. And they would have the fireworks at the very end. Yeah. Oh. Which would be the time that we would want the disruption to occur. Presumably, yeah. Ah, then we do not need to even do anything to execute this plan. We will just sell Tameless. When the fireworks go off, so will yours. That sounds ominous, but yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> we won't word it for him good. like that. I think, we're, I think we're good on that. 
What name should you give that? I... If it's just part of it, it'll just be part of the Cormarian goodbye. Ah. Hmm. Yeah, that name seems to fit. Yeah. Okay. So, we have one last major task we have to accomplish before this heist, and it's getting late now, so we might have to do it tomorrow. We have one more day before the before the event. We need disguises. Get me some paint! Like, house paint? No! Well, don't I, you have a disguise kit? Yeah, but aren't I supposed to be dressed up like, uh... Toboggan? Ooh. Maybe. Are you going to very careful, carefully call to Bluffin something else each time you say the name? Don't ever repeat the same name. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, Because well, Nias is famously well known it's for kind of remembering names. Now, right? Yeah, yeah. It, this one's probably going down let's, at this point. Let's bed down for the night. We have to get fancied up because we have backstage passes. We're famous. I am famous now, too. Everyone will get all fancy, do put on like prosthetic noses or whatever you need to to disguise yourselves practically, not illusionarily. You want my nose to be bigger? I don't know. I'm not a disguise. I I, I mean I am a disguise person, but I do it in a really easy way. <laughs> so, let us go back. When we are entering, we will be roadies for this band no we have backstage that? passes we'll just be fancy oh, we will go in as fancy people yeah but not as who we are no we but have but to I am fancy what i am fancy you're wearing a torn jacket with a rotting fritter in the pocket so yes but that just means that uh, i don't care because i'm so rich I don't think that's what it so means. So you, you will not be worth it. Excuse me, fancy person. No, Is there a fancy person no. <laughs> no, it's not a fancy person. <laughs> they don't hang out in the warehouse You're, district. They don't hang out in the warehouse district. No. Here's what we do. I will not be Uther Robert. No. No. We are going under new identities. A third identity? We have to look like we fit in a fancy party for a bunch of rich hmm. snobs. All of a sudden. Our appearance changes seems to be the most difficult part of this entire plan. So, tomorrow is dedicated to developing our new identities. Hmm. And maybe we can find where Glenvie gets her dresses from and I can get a copy of it. Of the one she's going to wear. So I can pretend to be Glenvie and fart. <laughs> We're so mature. I, it's... I don't want to get murdered. <laughs> it's not about you. It's about me being murdered. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you think that the fart will be that bad? <laughs> so, let's turn in for the night. We'll get all fancied up tomorrow. I thought we were turning into something else tomorrow. Uh, what? We'll have go to sleep. <laughs> huh. Should I be waiting for Coromon so that we can set up the detonation? Uh, device today, or shall I wait for that for tomorrow, too? It depends on when he gets back. 
Is Coromon's back yet? <laughs> no. Not yet, no. Is Coromon's back yet? <laughs> Still not back is yet. Are you just standing yet? in the not warehouse yet. going, is Coromon's back yet? <laughs> you who are Coromon, are you here? <laughs> I thought it was a costume. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you bed down for the evening? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm going to play my Zephyr. I'll practice languages. And I will practice Fervent Tech. Okay. I got six. I got... Uh, On your zither? Yeah. I broke a string. Apparently. I got... Well, six is the last digit. Oh, God. Sixteen. Ooh, pretty bad. <clears throat> Better than nothing. And what are you working on, sir? Uh, the ancient changeling language. What'd you get? 84. Okay. Well, as you bit down for the evening and each work on your individual skills, um, night, the night passes. Cormon does not return this evening, as he warned he might be a while. And dawn rises the next day just one day left to go before the big celebration and we'll pick it up tomorrow at the next session we're having a session on monday no <laughs> you said tomorrow in i mean we can tomorrow. in game tomorrow oh. next week for us uh, <laughs> that is all part of the relativity of time yes it is okay um, I am glad that I stopped last week's session when I did so that you guys could get through this plan everything out in one session uh, because I kind, I kind of figured we didn't. that these last pieces the only thing that you have left is like what you're going to tell uh, Thames and their disguises and that's disguises. it we just have to look nice and make you guys look a little different. Like, you know, that's all. So that people don't immediately, so if the voice spots you, mm -hmm. he's not like, oh, it's nines. I mean, <laughs> it's nines. You know, <laughs> we just have to make sure that doesn't happen. Right. But if it does happen, that'll be pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, everything would fall apart. You'd have to give it a different name. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not too much left to do. No, but I'm glad that we uh, stopped last week because I wanted you to have all of this. And there are a few things that I wanted a chance to prepare properly to get an idea. I didn't, ex especially around the sabotage of the circuitry. Mm -hmm. I wanted to elaborate more on what that would look like in the city because you were really going somewhere with it now i've had a chance to plan out what will happen and it's well it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing looking forward to it that's always I'm a good very sign. nervous i had to look up some industrial accidents to find <laughs> oh, a <no>. scale. <laughs> you didn't you didn't do like the beirut thing did you no, oh, that would no, be in no. bad taste. No. Oh. Well, I mean, that was, that was, as far as we can tell, you know, like fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I had to look up what happens with, like... Electrical. Electrical. Nuclear. Electrical. Uh, generators yeah. and things like that. Like, 
like uh, when lines are severed and stuff. Maybe so. we'll find out what happened to Fervent. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, when we meet him, we'll ask him about that. Yeah. Hey, Fervent, what happened to you? Well, the same thing, same thing you did. Blown up. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks for joining us, folks. Thank you. We will see you next week, next time. Because I'm not sure when this will broadcast. Mm -hmm. Could be when we have a break. And you can be sure that nothing bad will happen. Nothing. No. Nothing bad will happen at all. No. Thanks again for joining us, folks. Uh, until next time, stay safe. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.